As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome to Let's Get Jacked Up. Here is the disclaimer. This show deals with conspiracy theories, opinions, facts, politics, satire skits, and or commercials. We are a Christian-based show, but we talk about lots of things. If we offend you at any point, we do apologize, but this is still America for now. Okay, now you've been warned. Here we go. This is Let's Get Jacked Up on Fringe Radio Network. Wackadoo cuckoo birds. I don't know if we've best moved on, best day of the Lord, so. No, no, we can go back to that because that's what the show's about. Karen from the Let's Get Jack. That's way better, Karen. I don't know what you did, but keep it there. There are you. (laughs) I don't remember you not ever being here. This house is very normal. Let's try that again. Get back in here. You're fun, too. And I would not put myself oh, so far as to even a physical altercation. Um, so but, I mean, because, that's, but, but that's, that's a really that's strong the, response. That, exactly. Exactly. It was a, against the statements that he was making that they are so way out and so, like, wow, if you really, truly feel this way, I... I you, you. I've got this under control. Don't panic. I'll get us through this. What? He's like, radio, radio, this is your radio. Come on, Karen's about to blow up on him. This is going to be great. She's going to jump on top of him and start pulling his hair out right, and poking him in the eye. And, and this is going to be great. Do you want to hear that sometimes I think about eating a bullet? Man, you really are crazy. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yes. I know exactly what you're talking about, man. You and me, we got, we got best buds. I'm telling you, we might be related somewhere. I'm telling you, like, deep down, like, we might be cousins, uncles, brothers or something. What's wrong with you? I'm all jacked up. I love that. Coming to you live somewhere deep in Fresno, California, it's Let's Get Jacked Up! Sinners Saved by Grace. Here are your hosts, Tim, Bobby, and Karen. 
Yes, welcome to Let's, Let's Get, get, get Jacked! Jack! Jack! Hello everybody, I'm Tim Parrish. With me today is Bobby Raymond. Bobby? Hey, hey, hey. You Hello. are there. Oh, we are uh, separated again, but that's okay. We're uh, getting used to that. And with us, maybe now, is none other than Johnny Iron McMahon. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's awesome. And uh, making his debut with us tonight is Johnny's sidekick for a very long time, Counselor whoa, Mark Whoa, Breton. whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. If anybody's kicking anybody's side, it's Johnny. <laughs> yeah. I don't have my special effects set up to do like my ginormous scream, but I can try if you want yeah, it. Yeah, I can put effects it'll, in it. It's going to rip this mic in half, I can tell you that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here we go. Okay. All right, guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. How do I you do it. that, man? I'm going to like meet I, you in person, and right, you're going to so, teach me that. No, it's it's like it's a trick. trick. I sang rock music in a rock band, Chris Rock, and uh, had to learn how to sing. And so I like church choir and school choir and all this stuff, and I just learned how to do falsetto, of course. And then you just have to learn how to put an edge on it. On it. And it yeah. sounds like heavy metal. That's all it is. Yeah. It's so wonderful. It's like, uh, it is. It's like falsetto, but with a rasp. Yeah. So you just kind of compress it in your throat, in your throat a little, little bit. You can get that sound. Yeah. That's why I don't sound like Michael Sweet from Striper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we all can't sound like him. I mean, that's, that's going back yeah, in the day. Your soul is a little weak, though. Uh, you got any boost? You got any gain over there, Councilor Mark? Uh, yeah, let me check. <laughs> I'm trying to gain you through my mixer, which is always a bad idea. <laughs> oh, okay. Are you the one I that's giving it. us that uh, bad feedback? Probably because I'm trying to gain Councilor Mark through my mixer. Well, I, I told him I went with the cheap setup tonight. He said it's a good setup, so that's probably why it sucks. Sorry, guys. Yeah, the mixer is coming from Councilor Mark. Have you got speakers on? No. Oh. Is it echoing? Am I echoing? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gee, I only spent nine ninety nine for this headset. <laughs> <laughs> from that website, fish, you know? I just, you did, whatever it is. <laughs> okay, so I've got my, uh, I got my head. The, I'm wearing a gamer headset with a mic. I've got the uh, speakers turned down like almost completely. The mic turned up all the way. Sounds better. Oh man! Uh, why are you listening to your speakers on the on your what? No, no, it's fun. Okay, as long as your speakers are down, we shouldn't get too. It shouldn't be too bad. Yeah, I, I, I don't have anything going on. Is that better. So, 
what it is, I think you're just so powerful that we're actually picking <laughs> up you in multiple dimensions. Yeah, I, I emanate across multiple dimensions. No, that's better. <laughs> After that scream, I'm pretty sure you tore something uh, <laughs> in time, the space-time continuum. Uh, <laughs> I felt the re- – I'm pretty sure I actually got some of your spit on my face here in California. <laughs> Hey, some well, people like that in the front row. <laughs> That's funny. Hey, really quick, we need to get back to something. Tim made mention about uh, one person be another man's sidekick. So, if that's the case with with Johnny um, and his show, what are you trying to say about me? Well, we're all co-hosts. I got respect for you. <laughs> I'm just saying because you know. Tim uh, is, you know, he kind of runs things. So does that mean that I'm Tim's sidekick? No, it means all three of us are co-hosts. And by the way, Karen's not here. She's working tonight. So filling in for Karen yeah. takes four people. <laughs> no, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> no, Bob, you're Tim's partner. Oh, oh that's oh, I forgot. Oh, I'll be Johnny's partner. partner. You're his, um, yeah, is that like if on the insurance form. Yeah. yeah, you're his domestic partner. Thank you. I was I looking for that. I don't know if I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it the beard? Yeah, you don't like beard. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm the one who has a crush on Bobby. Actually, so. <laughs> <laughs> <You're> so stupid. <laughs> hey, Council Mark, I was thinking it would be good since this audience of Let's Get Jacked Up doesn't know you, so I thought you could, like, the reason we call you Counselor Mark, could you, like, list your credentials? Okay, well, it's always so hard to get me to talk about myself, but <laughs> I, uh, I've been involved in, in Christian ministry since I was about 13. I got saved when I was 9. Uh, and I seem to have this knack for helping people just naturally. God, God hooked me up. So I decided to make it official. So uh, I got a, a master's degree and uh, a master of arts of religion with pastoral counseling as the major. And then I got a master of divinity with uh, discipleship ministries as the major. So then I just studied a whole lot on my own, a lot of books, just kind of took it in. And so I started doing counseling. And... Uh, like I said, I'd always been just kind of pastoring people and helping them out and everything. And then it just kind of became a little more formal. And then, uh, it, you know, it, it just kind of grew from there. And I was on Doc Future's show, oh, yes. like in 2009. And uh, Johnny heard it. And he, he, I mean, he really hooked me up as far as getting to talk about the stuff that's real important to me. So we did the, we did the emotion series, like right off the bat. What was our first stuff, Johnny? Was it anger or was it, uh, Ang- was so- yeah. Ang- yeah. So, so we did a bunch of stuff and I ended up getting emails from all over the world and people want to talk. And so, so it just went from there. And, and, and Johnny, Johnny has dubbed me counselor Mark. So it was kind of interesting trading in mega rock star for counselor. But all with the punches, you know what I mean? I was thinking that 
you forgot you're working on a counselor Mark's also working on a doctorate in theology. Whoa. So pretty soon he's going to be Dr. Mark if he keeps at it anyway. Uh, yeah, that's going to be some slow going, kids. <laughs> <laughs> How long no, do you, think? you know what? Uh, it's one of those things where if you're working on a lot of projects, uh, just you know, in your mind, you're writing stuff down all the time, and you're doing all this crap. It's really, really tough to to get down to that that doctorate level because it's like when you get a bachelor's, you learn about a lot of stuff. When you get when you a master's, get to be basically a master of a particular topic, and a doctorate degree is where you know a tremendous amount of stuff about one tiny little thing. So okay. it's not as <laughs> but one yeah. that one thing comes, I mean, we know who to call. Yeah, it is. That's I can't it. figure out what the one thing is yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably why I haven't finished yet. I don't know what that was. <laughs> I'm encouraged him when he, when he becomes a doctor of theology, he can write me some really badass prescriptions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'll, I'll be like, I'll just write on a little pad, Thessalonians, whatever. Counselor Mark, it hurts when I do this. <laughs> uh, Can you help me? <laughs> Can I help him? Yeah, yeah. Stop being stupid. But uh, you know, we, me and Tim, me and Tim are, me and Tim and Stephanie and uh, Frank, Frank Johnson. It's like a very small group of people who are. Like we're we're like actually believe that um, the military is in control right now, and you know the the, the administration that's here is um, living a short life. But you know we're not in any better shape than a lot of people in the fringe community and around the nation who really just really believe it's over for you know <laughs> for us. We're all facing. I mean, yeah, me and Tim maybe we feel a little more encouraged than the rest of the country, but. I mean, everybody's freaking out now because it looks like uh, it looks like we've been taken over by monsters. Like, <laughs> yeah. so I thought we could send some Mark in to, you know, try to counsel us about you know the stuff we're all going through right now because we're all having a hard time with all this. That's true. I, I mean, let's be real though; it kind of depends though because, like, for me, I, I don't. I feel like all of it is a sleight of hand ruse. I think that all of the stuff that's happening at the Capitol, everything that's going on is a distraction. It's like the left hand keeping you occupied while the right hand is doing the real business. And so it's hard for me to really buy into anything that's happening right now because I feel like it's all just a giant. Uh, it's like, you know, Game of Thrones in real life. So I don't know. To me, it's, it's difficult to fully buy into the, this, you know, this idea that uh, of what's actually happening. I mean, I feel that what is actually happening is, is much worse. Don't get me wrong, but um, yeah, I don't, I don't think that I think all of it's just, uh, you know, playing to the playing, playing the harp to appease the giant. Yeah. A hard thing, time, no matter what though. Yeah. The, yeah. the thing I've been hearing talking to folks and i know my own experience has been that we're actually really seeing for real the the stuff that's been going on behind the curtain right uh, if you if we've talked about this for years upon years different things shifting in society 
and now yeah. we're seeing it. It's like, what is that thing they like to say online? They said, spoke the quiet part out loud. Mm-hmm. They don't care, right? So whether the military is in charge, I can tell you this: if the military is in charge, the guys are complaining about it because that's what military people do. Oh mm-hmm. man, I gotta run the country! Damn it! Yeah. And then, uh, but I think we are seeing that. And, and one of the things I, I had bounced around in my head was this is a fantastic opportunity for people all over the world because every time America sneezes, the world catches cold. Um, to understand that we are the church and the church cannot be defeated. No weapon formed against us will prosper and the gates of heaven will not prevail against us, right? That doesn't mean that we're not going to get hit by weapons or run up against the gates of hell, metaphorically speaking. Uh, I know it's about, uh, you know, power principalities and all that. <clears throat> we're not going to get beat. That's the thing. And Paul said, to live Christ and to die is gain. This, this whole thing is this massive reminder for us. Oh, wait a minute. I, I belong to something else entirely. We're in a club that is all around the world where God is our God and, and so these things, what it is, it's the fear that we have to work through real quick and adjust to this and go, okay, take a deep breath. Whatever happens, I'm going to do my best by me and mine and pray for my brothers and be there to minister and go to the mat if that's what it takes. Make those decisions ahead of time and you can do it. If you decide ahead of time, okay, I can do this through Christ. And this is exactly what it looks like. Well, what's the worst thing we're going to do? Kill me? Well, the dead true. don't know anything. Thank so, okay, so they don't kill me. Let's say they're going to kill my family. My family are all believers. This is an extremely practical but very useful exercise. You just go through and you figure out, well, what's the worst thing that can happen? Well, I mean, let's say they deny me some food. I could stand to lose weight. It's <laughs> terrible. It's not funny, but it's still kind of funny at the same time because we're like, there's nothing that these people can do to me. I'm untouchable because I'm in God's hands and I know what matters and what doesn't. And right now we're looking at it and we're looking at the government. Hey, listen, man, I was in high school when Ronald Reagan got elected and this side of the political aisle wanted to do nothing but burn down the other. And then you've got, you know, Weapons being sold to this bunch and this and that and Beirut blowing up and crop going wrong. That's been going wrong forever. It's just we are seeing it now in a way in America we've never seen it before. And uh, it is unsettling to think that, like, let's, for instance, I went to Liberty University's seminary. Thank God it's very different from Liberty University. And what if they all of a sudden decided, well, we're not going to let Christian universities have student loans. Federal student loans, no more for Christian universities. We're not going to support that. Well, what are we going to do? Well, all I need is a stack of books and a pad and a pen. I can learn exactly what they taught me there right? because that's how they did it. I, I ended up with a stack of books some lectures and, and taking notes. And so these things aren't going to pass away. They're just going to happen differently. And that's well, I also think, too, that, uh, you know, when it comes to something specific like that, 
we, you know, uh, as Christians, we, we support each other. You know, my biggest argument with uh, the reason why we're on this decline of philanthropy is because the government, you know, 50, 60 years ago stepped in and said, you know, let us take care of the sick and the weary because we can do a better job at it. And oh, and we're going to use your tax money to do so. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, what happened? The church got some big, stiff competition by the government. Because the government knew if they could come in and manage the charitable end of it, the church would lose the power of the miraculous for the people around it. Because when I grew up, I was homeless and I was poor, and we often didn't have money for food. And I, there were a lot of times a bag of groceries would show up in the driveway. And that was God working his miracle of support for me through the church. And what happened, the government decided, ah, screw God, we're going to do it our way. Gee, that sounds familiar, doesn't it? I will ascend above the most high. And that's what the government did. And the entire government structure now, excuse my anarchy, is satanic. Yeah. Why would I want to participate in that? It's going to be as little as possible. So my hope is that no man. Well, amen. <laughs> that's true. No matter what happens, that's we win. That's straight spirit, kids. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, you never know. A lot of people think this is the end. I, I don't think so but uh even if it is we win it either way if you're a believer in christ if you're a believer then and the other thing is is that think about this too we're believers are we complaining more about the government or are we thinking more about how now the church can be encouraged through persecution what are we thinking about the government has never been the answer ever it's been there to restrain evil and now the government is evil i mean really evil and has been in one form or another. I believe in the deep state. I mean, I might not dot all the I's and cross the T's, you know, for whatever's considered orthodox view regarding the deep state, but there are criminal elements in our government that are doing whatever they want to to corrupt the world and corrupt everybody in the world and use all manner of blackmail and evil to get whatever they want to get. Power. They want power. And I totally agree. And, and the biggest issue with that is, the, you know, the first step is is making everyone dependent upon the government. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if you listen to Mitt Romney, who you know claims to be an advocate for the people, uh, you know, but the biggest rhino I know, he's uh, advocating for you know having uh, livable wages uh, given to people with fam- like families with kids and stuff, um, you know, and. The problem with that is that, say, a product, a, something like that starts, when do you know to stop it? Well, also consider the fact that Mitt Romney is a spokesmouth for a cult. Of so course. he wants to help people to get as many people in his cult as of possible. Course. He wants to come out and say, well, hey, the Mormons were kind-hearted. Yeah, hey, that's great, man. Pedal the bike faster while we burn in hell. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. But remember, they won't be burning in hell. They're going to be the gods of their own planets. Yeah, I like that part. Yeah, yeah, you know, that's very enticing because that's not a lot of responsibility. Uh, no, I'm looking at all. forward to. Just give me a planet. Like, <laughs> uh, just give me one. I'll do it. Well, right. the whole thing that the god that you have right now is just a local legend from some right. other planet, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like a shady pyramid scheme with with uh, trappings of Masonic Lodgeism. Right. <laughs> yeah. 
And yeah, uh, no, I tell you, want to pick a bone with me? Try to tell me that the Mormons are moral. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I actually went to high school with a girl who became Mormon as an adult, and her reason was because they just had such a, a strong moral foundation. Yeah. Uh, the multiple yeah, wife thing doesn't really matter. <laughs> yeah. You know, the fact that your wife is your servant and she's right. never going to rate. All that stuff. Jesus and Lucifer hung out in the shot pool in heaven. I, it's full. It is. It's it's, and that's the thing. is theologically you can't work this stuff out. No, no, not at all. I mean, and, you know, not to knock on them, but let's do that a little bit more. I mean, look at the, look at, uh, the you know – how many times has the Book of Mormon been revised because it's constantly changing with the times? I mean, you know, back in its inception, if you had dark skinned, you were considered a demon. Yeah. So, you know, like that right there. Oh, but, you know, they don't believe that anymore. Well, of course not, because, you know, the political times have changed. The, the, what, what's the one thing that's been constant since the dawn of everything is, you know, the spoken and then later written word of God? Right, right. And they, they're revising all the time because, again, Satan wants to destroy human humanity. He mm. wants to do it on an individual level. He wants to do it on a group level. He wants to do it on a national level. He hates us. And he wants the only way that he can strike back at God now because he knows his ticket's been punched. He's going to be done for. So all he can do to think he's going to hurt God is get us separated from God. Right. So that's his payback, right? Okay, fine, God. You don't like me. You booted me out. I'm going to take as many people to hell as I possibly can to make mm-hmm. you feel bad. Well, for one thing, God's not going to feel bad because he doesn't need me. And secondly, we can talk about this stuff and the Holy Spirit will will win. But you have to talk about it. And a lot of people right. don't want to. They don't want to get their hands dirty with some of these topics. I'm always going to come at it from a theological point of view, whether it's government, whether it's the kid up the street throwing papers, whatever it is. I'm always going to look at it from a theological point. That's who we are. Well, you know, and, and that's, uh, that's uh, slowly becoming a, a rarity because we have so many people who are, you know, have bought into the lies that the government is teaching. Uh, that, you know, separation of church and state and, you know, you're not allowed to, uh, you know, don't, last thing you want to do is, uh, insult somebody or challenge their life view. Right. Yeah. I was listening to, uh, Media Monarchy, who's, uh, uh got a, a big thing and he's, he's got a, a, uh, uh, some good stuff that he does. He's rough, he's rough around the edges, but, <laughs> but he was talking about, you know, do you do you really want your daughters competing for a college scholarship with a six foot two strapping young man who can run the forty in you know under five seconds? Right. Wow, that's great. She'll never get into college now. It's like a junior college in Podunk, <laughs> and and it's so we're seeing the, this whole breakdown. It's so weird because we've got this entire breakdown happening in humanness it's like mm-hmm. now you know human we're a genetic a certain way first evolution came along to tell us our genetics mean nothing because we're just animals right so why would we need god we don't even understand consciousness and then they're telling us well you're not really a dude and then they're uh-huh. telling well you're not really a female 
but then you're some amalgamation and it's like okay my question is if you're if you are uh trans if you get the reassignment and you become a dude then you're not trans anymore right but these people don't even want to give up their card it's like i'm trans Mm. well you got junk aren't you a guy isn't that what you wanted you wanted to be a dude I, I did counseling with a girl a long time ago. She was cutting. And we worked through the process, being her parents. We got it so she wasn't cutting herself anymore. But her parents decided that the gospel just wasn't sophisticated enough for them and their friends. Well, their daughter is actually transitioning now to be a guy. And she's wow. going to go all the way. She's going to get her boobs lopped off, the whole bit. And it's like, wow. how in the world does that happen? What is it? And I could tell you this is that her dad was never really approving of her. And maybe she thought, well, if I was a dude, maybe he'd like me more. Right. Right. And that's unfortunate. Yeah. And that kind of stuff happens or something else has gotten into her life. Well, you know, I, I, I'm a firm believer that a vast majority of people in that community are suffering from some sort of trauma, childhood trauma, whether it's, you know, the gay lesbian community, whether it's the, um, you know, when you dig deep, you find out that there's got to, there's some sort of psychological trauma. Yeah, that's pretty prevalent. I remember I used to write for a newspaper here in town in Nashville. You know how every city's got an alt paper, mm-hmm. you know, back, well, and, and so I was the only Christian, uh, conservative Back then, I kind of embraced the, I embraced the conservative kind of thing for the purpose. And <laughs> I was the only conservative Christian writer on the entire paper. And I remember an article came out after homosexual, or homosexual marriage was approved, you know. And someone wrote an article. It was an opinion piece. And they were talking about how they didn't feel special anymore because they're just like us. <laughs> so those of us that are hetero and married... Well, guess what? You're not special anymore. You're just like us. And you're probably going to get divorced at the same rate the rest of us are. And right. it, that's, but that right there is the explanation. It's not about equality. They don't want equality. They want to be exceptional. There has to be exceptions. And oftentimes, when you deal with someone who has had some kind of trauma or maladaptive uh, environment that didn't allow them to understand holistic human, holistic personhood. And so, I mean, let's talk about it. Uh, for instance, I'm married. I've been married 34 years, straight as they come, <laughs> you know. And, and for me, I don't walk around wearing a flag that says, hey, I'm straight. I don't tell anybody I'm straight. I, I'm, I just, uh, I don't, I don't care to discuss it a whole lot. I mean, I'm married and I got kids. That pretty well spells it out. And, and yeah. But you've got these people who have decided to take one part of their life, which is the one that Scripture tries to govern the most, the sexuality. Right. And they're like, I am going to make this my entire identity from which all other parts of my identity spring. spring. And it is. It's an identity issue really and that's what we learned yeah. from you know john from yeah indeed ministries free indeed uh-huh. and so you know that's what we're up against 
but we've been up against this the entire time. Ever since Jesus founded the church, we were in Rome. Well, mm. what was Rome? Rome was a nasty hotbed of all manner of sin. Right. Dudes, <laughs> I mean, they Paul wouldn't have written about it if it wasn't happening, and pretty much everything's in the Bible, you know, in the you, in the New Testament that you could look at and go, ooh, that's an Old Testament throwing some, you know, bestiality. Mm. And it's like, ugh. <laughs> and, and it's yeah. already there. So Jesus yeah. put the church right in the middle of this, and he's like, all right, guys, show them how to do it. Mm. <laughs> and so here we are, and we're the ones. And what's happening is the world keeps trying to corrupt the church. So people think that building they're walking into that says United Methodists, but we like gay people on the sign, and somehow that's the church. And I'm like, get out of my church. Mm. If you don't want to follow the Bible as Christianity is defined in the Bible, then go do what you want to, but don't call it Christianity because it ain't. Yeah. Now, the only thing I would kind of uh, ask on that is that, I mean, we have to understand and clarify that God accepts everyone. Absolutely. I mean, the whole purpose is that God is the, is there to redeem, through Jesus Christ, those who are unredeemable. And, you know, so whether they're gay, straight, a liar, a cheat, a murderer, everyone has an opportunity to accept Christ. Everyone has an opportunity to be a God-fearing person attending church and, and you know, uh, trying to live the best Christian life they can. The, the, where it gets a little murky, though, is when we begin to um, exclude certain behaviors as necessary for change. Well, I mean, we all start off with you know, filthy rag righteousness and completely separated from God. And when I said what I said about the church thing, I was talking about it as a leader in church that is going to protect the integrity of the church. In other words, everyone needs God. Come, listen, learn, get, get that relationship, and then we'll straighten this other stuff out. Because you've got to work just as hard with a liar as you've got to work with someone who's gay. Absolutely. It's all the same, you know. But what I'm saying is is what we as Christians are going to continue to see is the world is going to keep on trying to redefine the church, and they're going to do it by telling us we are not moral. Mm. And so that virtue signaling garbage that's going on right now, you know, Joe Biden's a great Catholic. He wants to murder babies. He wants to pay for murdering babies. He wants us to pay for murdering babies. It's utterly, completely against the beliefs of Catholicism. I never understood how that... But everybody's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean... It's it's a liberal mindset that's like, they're thinking more about the person who made a choice. Sometimes they're the victim, you know, for, for different reasons. But the idea that Satan is fed into this world is that life is not worth life. It's not worth it and so if you can put a price on any life you can put a price on every life and the price of the life that is killed in an abortion is convenience and it is the it is the blood sacrifice for this religion that they have this secular horrible thing on its face and then all of the evil satanic horrible stuff on the back and you tell people that straight. I'm blasting you guys because I'm going to get up in a couple minutes. I really appreciate letting me just go off here. <laughs> yeah, hey, that's the whole point, brother. 
But yeah, my life before I jet, and thank you so much for having me and letting me get rant. Um, my advice for people in this day and age right now is read your Bible, yes. take it in, understand that God can build that faith. You know, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. I think that includes reading. Yes. <laughs> but hear it. Hear it in heart. Read it and understand it and talk with your Christian friends and understand it so that you grow from it. And when you grow from it, then learn some of the history. Learn what was going on when it was written. And you'll be like, oh, wow, the church actually made sense. This whole mm -hmm. thing made sense. The fact that we have a whole other strangers and foreigners thrown down in the middle of this, it's like it figures that God would do it that way because it's, it is a model or a mirror of the incarnation. Here all of humanity was just dying and dying for a savior. And as I heard somebody say one time, God slips the baby in there. Mm. And everybody's like, wow, I mean, he, he <laughs> showed up. And just this baby, extremely vulnerable, became, well, was and is God, fully God, Christ, who grew into a man and died for everyone. You have to accept that. Repent and accept, believe. And so then he, what he did is he took the work of Christ and he said, I'm putting this all over you with the Holy Spirit. Now I'm going to dump you in the middle of this just like I put myself. Get at it. Mm. And we wow. don't, not in America, we don't get at it like we need to. This show is church. What you mm -hmm. guys are doing is church. And this is telling the truth and giving other people the opportunity to tell the truth because somebody out there is going to hear this. It could be one person in five, ten, whatever. Mm. You're going to hear it. They're going to go, oh, wait a minute. What's Mark talking about? Yeah. They're going to try make some sense of it or they're going to listen to you guys and they're going to be like, what are the guys on Let's Get Jacked Up talking about? And, and maybe it'll spark some questions. Maybe some Mormon or Jehovah's Witness out there will hear it and go like, well, I don't feel like I have hope like that. Mm. I don't even know if I'm saved till I get to heaven and they put me on the scale. Because Mormonism is Islam. Mm, wow. <laughs> and so they don't know. I know I'm saved. You guys know you're saved. Yeah. I have no fear. Mm. You know? Yeah, and that's and so, you gotta you gotta know. You know, if you know, then everything's gonna be okay. Uh yeah. if they come yeah. to my I don't house believe and bang I on my door and try to arrest yeah. me for whatever, uh okay, arrest me. Well well I guess I'll go and get my head chopped off, but at least you gotta have this mentality that Yes, it's okay because I know I'm going to heaven. I'm, I know Jesus Christ is Savior. Yeah. And, 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 and I have you guys ever heard of Pascal's Wager? Uh, no. I, I don't think so. Okay. So Pascal was the mathematician that came up with a bunch of equations. He's famous for being Pascal the mathematician. But he also became a believer in a really unique way. I recommend anybody go read his life story. But he came up with this idea. It's basically if you were looking at a sheet of paper and it had four panels. And the wager is this. God exists. You believe in him. You're good. God doesn't exist. You believe in him. You're good. <laughs> God doesn't exist. You don't believe in him. You're good. Mm. God does exist. You don't believe in him. You're bad. <laughs> you're in the hurt lock. <laughs> yeah. right? So if you look at the percentages... Why not just believe and be fine whether he's true or not? Right. 
And when you believe, then all of a sudden, the, the, the Holy Spirit starts pouring that love and that knowledge and that wisdom and that desire into us. And your belief becomes like righteousness. But it's the righteousness of Christ for repentance. But that's how it works. And people don't think that way because the churches won't teach it. And on that note, I'm going to bed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank nice you, brother. Guys, if anyone wants well, to get a hold of me, it's the Breton at gmail.com. The Breton, like the cracker, B R E T O N. Breton. But I want to say big time thank you guys for letting me on. Uh, I will never, ever, ever think that my getting to be a part of the show is like. Anything other than a blessing and a gracious thing that someone does for me. You guys are out there doing the hard work. It's easy for me to get in front of a mic and yak. <laughs> doing the work of setting up a show and the whole bit, uh, that that's a whole other thing. And I'm just a privileged guest, and I really appreciate it. Oh, um, something I wanted to throw out you guys can think about it. Anybody out there that wants to. I kind of got the studio running full steam here. Because uh, because of COVID, yeah. So if yeah. anybody out there in the world wants theme music for their show, let me know. I can spin up almost any style you want. To quote the Blues Brothers, we got both kinds of music: country and western. Nice. <laughs> they all they're in Tennessee, so yeah, you got all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Nice. Nah, man. I I I will. I will throw some metal at you if you want, or rock, or whatever. I'm a pretty lousy rapper, but yeah. So anybody out there in radio world, if they if they want uh, they want to talk about some theme music too, that's what I want to do to help people get their shows on on the fringe. As if they feel like they're waiting so they get the right music, I'll give them the music. Wow, that's awesome. that's uh, thank you. Well, we appreciate that. You know, for the for our listeners who do listen. Um, you know, definitely take heat on that. And, and uh, can you just give us your email one more time before you? Yeah, uh, sure. It's it's the Breton at gmail.com. T H E B R E T O N at gmail.com. And just hit me up. We can talk about it. I can usually knock something out pretty quick and bounce it around. And if I'm, more importantly, if somebody wants to talk about anything they got going on in their life that they're finding challenging, uh, if I can help you, I will. And if I can't help you, I'll find someone who can. We will. Uh, we will take care of the flock. Mm. That's our job. So that's Amen. what we will do. Forget hey, the, four, the forget the four walls. It's out here, ain't it? <laughs> yeah, I love you. Thank you so much. We're gonna do this on a night where I don't have to go to work the next morning, okay. and then we'll, we'll just stay up late. People will be more like a show. <laughs> Right. <laughs> hey, you know the good a good is uh, you know done with two ears and one mouth. So we're we're more than happy to hear what you have to say. Well, I appreciate it. All right, brothers. All right, hang in there. All, All right, right, guys. Oh, Thank uh, you, Mark. Johnny. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for hooking me up with the fellas. Oh yeah. Hey, Councilor Mark. Thanks for nothing, huh, buddy? Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every time I get down and I look in the mirror and I feel sad, I just think about Johnny and I feel a lot better. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh, that was mean. Me and Council Mark are so mean to each other. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Words that cannot be repeated on the air, but anyway, <laughs> I love them. Love. love you, man. Dude, that was All right, guys. All right, Mark. Thank you. Mark Britton, everybody. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back with Johnny McMahon, so stay tuned. <laughs> Let's get jacked up. We'll be right back after these messages. <laughs> Donald, keep it down. COVID has taken this year, just since the outbreak, has taken more than 100 years. Look, here's the lives. It's just, it's a, I mean, you think about it. What country are you from? You know, the rapidly rising... Uh, um, uh, in with, uh, with, uh, I don't know. Uh, what ain't no country I ever heard of? They speak English in what? I just spoke at a, at Dartmouth on healthcare at the medical school, or not, I guess I wasn't actually on the campus, but the people from the medical school were at the, I want to be clear, I'm not going nuts, I'm not sure whether it was a medical school or where the hell I spoke, but it was on the campus. I propose, and I'm going to digress slightly. I, here we, we're in a situation. I, the president asked me to head up a cancer moonshot. English, do you speak it? Remember to like and follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Let's Get Jacked Up. Check out our website at letsgetjackedup.com. Listen and download our episodes from our website, the Spreaker app, and of course at FringeRadioNetwork.com. Make sure to follow Fringe Radio Network on iTunes. Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and many other ways to get your favorite podcasts. Stay up to date on your favorite show on Fringe Radio Network. Listen to Let's Get Jacked Up Alive every Thursday at 8.30 p.m. Pacific Time on FringeRadioNetwork.com and on FringePanda.com. Tell your friends. Dude! That's such an awesome concert by Crushing the Deceiver. What a great rock band they are. Oh man, my stomach is craving some good food right about now. Oh, dude, you said cravings. You know what? There's a restaurant called Cravings. It's on Herndon and Armstrong and Clovis. Yeah, they make wood-grilled burgers and dogs, but they're delicious, man. They're delicious. Oh yeah, that place sounds perfect. Let's go check it out. Cravings is located at 2220 Herndon Avenue in Clovis, California. They are open Monday through Saturday 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. closed on Sundays. Family night Tuesdays get four Crave Burgers, two full orders of fries for $19.99 after 4 p.m. Wednesdays is Senior Day. Anyone over 55 gets 15% off their order. Every Saturday is a Sausage Saturdays. Get a dollar off all sausages. Order ahead by calling 559-299-7669. Satisfy your food craving today. Welcome everyone to Iron Show Live! Oh yeah! If you haven't checked out The Iron Show with Johnny McMahon on FringeRadioNetwork.com, then what are you waiting for? You're listening to The Iron Show with Johnny McMahon. Oh, yeah, you are. We're proud to have The Iron Show right here. Oh, yeah. On Fringe Radio Network. That's FringeRadioNetwork.com. Dot com, baby. Uh, it's so nice to be here with you. You know, I always thought, you know, I always thought that um, these end times, these serious, hardcore Isaiah 24, uh, you know, Day of the Lord, 
was a few hundred years in the future. I, I, I take that back. I don't think it's that far away. I think it'll be uh, maybe in my lifetime. I don't know. I've got another 20 years. I may see it. Uh, it's starting to look like things are unfolding to the point where I might see it myself. Johnny has guests and his own big personality. Because I know my Bible pretty well compared to the average Joe. I mean, I've been hanging out with you, which that helps. And Rabbi Mike... <laughs> Join Johnny and his co-host Leonard Oliver as for a fun and intense time. So, but I think the way Jesus is saying is death. The second. Hold on. Hey, 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 hey! That's he gotta do the law, man. Don't hit him. Hey, don't, don't you oh put your God. hands on him, man? There's something wrong with him. There's something wrong with him. Hold on, Lord hold on. Jesus, keep Leonard safe. Yeah. Jesus name. And, and, amen. Keep Leonard safe. Hey, hey, hey. Are you hearing this? I know. I know. Has this ever happened before on an Iron Show, Johnny? No. But, uh, Clearly, Leonard's got in a conflict there. He talks about deep fringe topics. You know, a lot has to happen before, like, people are taking the mark of the beast. So, listen to Johnny and Leonard on the Iron Show at FringeRadioNetwork.com. And also, check out IronShow.com. That's IronShow.com. Are you tired of watching only rich politicians and important celebrities have their own clones and not you? Politicians like Hillary Rodham Clinton, Kamala Harris, Joe Biden, Barack and St. Obama, Nancy Pelosi, and even President Trump. I mean, really, how does he do so many interviews in one day? But we don't know. And how about celebrities like Taylor Swift, Katy Perry, Tom Hanks, Bill and Melinda Gates, Mark Zuckerberg, and possibly even Elvis Presley. Um, how many arms do you want? Well, now you can have an affordable clone machine just like them. That's right. For just $1,000, the clone tone is now available for the public. How does it work, you ask? Well, unfortunately, because you are not rich or important, the clone tone clones you part by part instead of one whole body piece. What you do is you simply put your arm into the machine, press copy, and voila. You have a replica arm. Repeat the same procedure for every part of your body. Once it's done, then piece them all together with the nuts and bolts that come with the clone tone. This will also work on animals like your pets. Good luck holding them still, though, through the copying process. <laughs> the clone tone. Now for the average Joe and Jane Doe. This is a fake commercial, and to our knowledge, there is nothing like this out, nor should there ever be. This is Let's Get Jacked Up on the Fringe Radio Network. So what happened? What what happened with your Twitter account and the uh, company page? Well, first mine was taken down because we have all the election fraud with these Dominion machines. We have a hundred percent proof. And then I, when they took it down, uh, my and then I'm going to put it back up. My personal, I put it. It was Mike. uh, Thank you very much, Mike. Mike, you're talking about machines uh, that that we at Newsmax have not been able to verify any of. those kinds of allegations 
we just want to let people know that there's nothing substantive that we've seen. And let me read you something there. While there were some clear evidence of some cases of vote fraud and election irregularities, the election results in every state were certified and Newsmax accepts the results as legal and final. The courts have also supported that view. So we wanted to talk to you about canceling culture, if you will. We don't want to relitigate the, the, the uh, allegations that you're making, Mike, because we, we, we understand where you are. So let me ask you this. Do you think that this should be temporary because it appears to be permanent? Could you make an argument that it is temporary banning rather than permanent? No, I want it to be a permanent because you know what? They did this because I'm revealing all the evidence on Friday of all the election fraud with these machines. So I'm sorry if you think okay. it's not uh, Mike, I, I, Can I ask our producers, can we uh, get out of here, please? Uh, I, I don't want to have to keep going over this. Actually, we at Newsmax Mike, have not been able wait, to verify any of those allegations. Wait, that you're, you're, Mike, oh, hold on you a second. Everybody hold on a second. Mike, Mike, hold on one second. Welcome back to the show. This is Let's Get Jacked Up on Fringe Radio Network. Yeah, welcome back to Let's Get Jacked Up. Yeah, that was Mike Lindell on Newsmax, and they're like, they basically just, uh, the guy walked off on him. Yeah. yeah. We're back here with Bobby Isn't that amazing, though? Even Newsmax was throwing him under the bus. It just proves that nobody is completely free from it all. Uh, yeah, so he, uh, he, the guy on Newsmax, he walked off, and then I bet you their ratings plummeted, you know? <laughs> we got Johnny McMahon in the house. Are you still there, Johnny? Yeah, baby. All right. How you All doing, bro? Oh, hey, I wanted to play my favorite um, Biden clip. You were playing a bunch of Biden clips. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, play it. Let's see if I can get the volume right here. on. Here's my favorite one. And by the way, you know I got a lot of I got hairy legs that <laughs> that, that, that that turn uh, um, blonde in the sun, and reach and pull and rub my leg down so it was straight, and then watch the hair come back up again. They look at it. So I learned about roaches. I learned about kids jumping on my lap. <laughs> on my lap. What? <laughs> Hey, here's the thing. If there's one thing we can guarantee about the next four years is that we're going to be laughing like this pretty much every day. Some of it would be actually crying as we laugh because it's going to be coupled with, I can't believe he just did that. But, well, look. Dude, the dude is full of words that just make no sense together. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> He's not, he is not going to last four years anyway. <laughs> oh, it's so it's so bad because it's like uh, me and me and Tim have been trying to make each other feel better. Oh, <laughs> uh, 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 yeah. Hey, uh, have you heard the legend of Corn Pop? <laughs> well, yes, the legend of Corn Pop. He's a bad dude. Corn Pop was a bad dude. Have you heard that, Bobby? <laughs> yes, I have. Corn Pop was a real bad dude. <laughs> He's telling the story of Corn Pop for those who haven't heard of Corn. Corn Pop was a gangster that hung out at a swimming pool where Joe Biden was the lifeguard. The year I was born, actually, 1962. 
And uh, I guess that's when Joe was like young and studly. He was a lot pool pool guard. And uh, Corn Pop uh, wa- climbed up on the high dive board, and I guess he didn't want him up there. And so he threatened to drag him off, and Corn Pop got really mad. And so Corn Pop, he's telling the story to a bunch of kids at the pool, right? Yeah. <laughs> and Corn, Corn Pop was a bad dude, and he ran a bunch of bad boys. And he says, so he tells the story about how Corn Pop was waiting in the parking lot for him with his gang with a bunch of straight razors. <laughs> it was kept cut him to pieces, and he uh, the pool the pool the janitor the pool janitor gave him a length six foot length of big chain to go out there and, and clobber these guys with the chain before they could cut him to death with razor blades. <laughs> He's telling these kids this story, and they're all standing around going, uh, "Their mothers are probably covering their ears." <laughs> Dude, that's insane. I was like, we can't vote for this guy. There's just no way. The hairy legs and everything, corn pop. I mean, are you kidding? People do it. Dude, this shows how desperate they are. I figured they could come up with somebody like better than that. Like Hillary almost would be better than that. I don't know. She's getting bad though. Why could maybe Bill maybe Bill Clinton could run again? No, he can't. No. I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bill Clinton wasn't all that bad, you, well, know? you know. Why would I want to run again? You know, I've had enough of Hillary. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't that bad for president, though. He wasn't that bad. He was nothing like Joe Biden. He looks like Not- a zombie though. <laughs> yeah, now he's yeah. I don't know. He looks pretty good at the fake inauguration. <laughs> <laughs> you mean the, the the funeral? Yeah, the funeral. Yeah. <laughs> they all looked like, yeah. See, that's what the show is going to be about tonight. Let's that's at least that's what Tim was telling me. Yeah, so me and Tim have been quietly in the background hanging out. Uh, it's been me and Tim and Stephanie and Fake Johnson. I mean, I'm sorry, I said Frank Johnson. No, Fake Fake Johnson. Frank, oh, yeah. Frank Johnson. That's what I call him, Fake Johnson. But anyway, that's a long story. But anyway, <laughs> it's just been a very few of us on the outer fringes of the fringe who really believe what we're seeing isn't isn't what's going on. Exactly. It's, and like even people on the fringe are talk on the fringe are, are speaking badly about us. They say we're delusional. They say this isn't a movie. <laughs> who, who is saying this? Who who is saying this? What people are trying to say that? Um, Give me names, Johnny. Give me names. (laughs) Uh, Well, Hagman, who I listened to almost religiously every day, he's like he's like deriding us. This isn't a movie. You people are delusional. There's no popcorn. You're not watching a movie. You have to. Is he singling you out? Is he saying you specifically, or just your mindset? No. Oh no, no. Uh, Me and uh, uh, me and Tim and Stephanie and and Fake Johnson. He's talking about people like us. Right. Like in general. Okay. Yeah. I mean, well, there is no general because there's not very many of us. Oh, but well, yeah. <laughs> a handful of general. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't use the term in general to describe me and Tim. <laughs> in any way. <laughs> but, <That's> right. yeah. <laughs> Tim has a list. I, I mean, do. do you have that list? I Tim do. has a list of thing of reasons why... 
why Joe Biden is not actually the president. But before we, is, before that, though, Johnny, can you explain to Bobby? Because I try to explain it to him that you have a much, you know, you're smarter than me. So you got uh, the 1871 thing. Can you explain that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I don't, I'm not buying it though. I feel like that was for one specific thing to do one specific thing, and that it's people are using it as a just a pull on, like they're like grasping on, you know, straws to try to redeem what's left of this, as they call it, democracy. Even though we're not a democracy. Yeah. Well, it's now it's a legal thing, so um, it's. You know, it's a legal thing and, uh, it's very complicated and it requires understanding common law and maritime law. And it also requires that you understand that, uh, common law cannot be used on the high seas and maritime law cannot be used on dry land. One is for the high seas, one is for dry land. And so, uh, before 1871, we were all under common law, the laws that are derived their power from dry land. Now, law in general, uh, like uh, modern law, at least since the last couple 300 years, modern law, in, in order to enforce law on you, on your body, on your property – I would have to come up with a law that has a power and the power to do that. And since the, and since common law and maritime law have no source, like they're not rooted in God, right? So they have to derive their power from something. So common law derives its power from the, from the dry land held in common. That's why it's called common law. And maritime law derives its power from the high seas where the ship float. And uh, so what you have to understand, that's a, that's a basic concept that you have to understand, the source of the power of those two different types of laws because they don't draw their power from God. Like in the Bible, all those laws, were their power was derived from God. He's the one that the, the source of the power of that law over. So anyway... Um, in 1871, what they did was they, um, they invoked maritime law on dry land. That's basically, that's the root of what happened. And that's not supposed to, that's not allowed, but they made it work legally through legal trickery. They made that work. And what President Trump is trying to get us back was trying to get us back to common law. See, um, maritime law, uh, the law of the high seas, the, what it governs is commerce, trade, money. That's maritime yeah. law. Common law, uh, it, it deals with property and, uh, and rights and human rights and, uh, all of that and crime, uh, you know, from everything from stop jaywalking to murder and rape. Serial killing. I mean, that's what common law addresses. So in order to collect taxes from you, they have to invoke maritime law on dry land, which isn't allowed. You can't do that. But they made it work through legal trickery. So what the Donald was trying to do was trying to remove maritime law from dry land and get us back to where we were under common law during the Republic. 
These are deep legal concepts. It's a hobby of mine. So I happen to just know about it. You know, it's, it's like my thing. So, I mean, that's, I mean, that's, so unless, I hope I, I hope I explained it properly so that, do you guys get a grasp of that a little bit? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I get what you're coming with. I just, I think that it's a very difficult thing to try to sway in uh, the, the, vast majority of people to be in favor of when you consider that we've spent the last, you know, century under this ruse. Uh, the thing is, I don't think people realize it, though. They don't even understand. And I didn't even understand. I didn't even know about it till like three years ago myself. And then and then lately I've been really digging into it. And when I told Johnny, I was all excited. And then he's like, oh, yeah, I know about all that. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> <laughs> My uncle used to, my uncle Bernie, back in the 70s and 80s, he used to get out of his taxes every year by going through a very complicated set of procedures to prove that he was not taxable, that his labor was not taxable, because maritime law can't be applied on dry land. They may, they, they convince you into thinking it, but it's an illusion, which is really, that's so, I learned all this stuff from my uncle Bernie. <laughs> Thanks, Uncle Bernie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Uncle Bernie. So, yeah, this has been my thing since the seventies, since I was a kid. You know, my grandpa was really into. You know, uh, back in the sixties and seventies, he would set me on his knee and tell me about the nineteen men who secretly ruled the planet. <laughs> mm. Wow! <laughs> yes. So I've got background in this stuff, like all the way to the beginning. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, but so um. If you look at the if you look at the taxes, you'll see um, that it's voluntary. Well, it's not. I mean, they won't in the real world, right, unless you're very smart, like Uncle Bernie, and you really know how to get out of it. And people have tried and gone to prison for it because you have to really, really know what you're doing. I mean, you got to really know. And uh, so people have tried that, gone to prison and, you know, saying it's voluntary and everything uh, doesn't mean much. Like Bobby was saying when they, you know, when they in the real world, you know, <laughs> I mean, it just doesn't mean much. It won't help you. Right, Bobby? That's what you're saying, isn't it? That's what I'm trying to say. I mean, it's one thing to discuss it, and we can discuss it and find it to be valid and true, but, it, I mean, where's the benefit? Is it really going to get you anywhere? But And the reality is I don't think so because law, as we know it, has, has been predominantly based on this this uh, system that you've discussed. And so I don't know. I just think that, you know, you know, but, again, going back to everything, I really believe that none of the things that are – and maybe I'm more in line with you guys than you maybe even realize, but I, I just I don't buy into any of it. I think all of it is a ruse. What's going on though that me and Tim are following yeah. is that um, in 1871, when the when the government ran out of money, basically, they made a deal with uh, they made a deal with the city of London, which is a separate country inside of London. It's like ah, 20 square blocks. And the Vatican, which is a company, country within Italy, uh, they're both sovereign territories. And they made a deal between the, the banks 
city of London and the Vatican to finance America. And so DC became incorporated and into a, it became a corporation. It's not a state. It's a, it's a foreign territory within our country. Just like the Vatican, Vatican is, Vatican City is foreign territory within Italy or the city of London is foreign, ter- foreign territory within England. And so they made that deal. And that's how they were able to enforce maritime law on dry land through a very complicated legal set. And also, they incorporated our, they used our names, our birth certificates in capital letters. Each one of us are corporate entities. So we, it becomes corporations taxing other corporations. That's how it works. That's how you can enforce maritime law on dry land is you have to incorporate each person. So it's very complicated. Um, you have to, uh, you have to basically, you're born as property in America legally. You're born and you have to, you're, you can, when you turn 18, you're able to emancipate yourself from being a corporation and from being a minor. But you have to go through a fairly complicated set of documents that get filed so that you become a human being again, a person. A, pe- a one of the people in legal terms. So, um, but what's happening is, is that we know all this stuff, and then we see uh, Space Force totally black out Vatican City. Vatican went dark for like three days. Yeah. Um, this, the 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 government of Italy has literally crumbled. They've all stepped down. Basically, they're in basically Italy is in ruins. Vatican City is 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 wiped is fairly wiped out. The city of London is also they went dark. Uh, Buckingham Palace and all that uh, they they had issues. So me and Tim were in the background going, dude, they're taking out, they're taking out, they're taking this thing down secretly. Yeah, there's definitely something going <laughs> and the on. White, they even took the flag. Flag was gone for like four days, and then the news on CNN they're going, well, they took it down so they could put it in the laundry. You can't put the American flag <laughs> in the washing machine, people. It's not legal. <laughs> and it's totally illegal. You can't take it down and dry clean it. You can't take it down and put it in water. You have to burn it. And when you take it down, you have to have a flag ready to replace it, especially on the White House. Hello, people, wake up. <laughs> so, 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 Bobby, I got here. It goes. I have questions to ask someone who thinks Biden is the president. Okay. <laughs> All right. Why was Biden denied a military plane to bring him to DC? And and you can even find this on TMZ. It's out there. So he when yeah. he was on they the were fa- saying that the reason he couldn't get on was because of his Peloton, remember? But I personally think that he can't get on because you know, people forget that he's got an on, he's a part of an ongoing investigation uh, having to do with uh, Burisma still. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? So it's like he he's I don't I, that's why I'm just baffled by how he was able to become president uh, and furthering the idea of it being just a giant ruse because um, you know I didn't know that somebody who was on trial um, for you know. Uh, embezzling or whatever it is that the, that he's on trial for in another country, what is it, Lithuania or whatever it is? Yeah, um, is that, that he's you know he's able to become president? So I don't know. 
Well, and then the other thing is, why is the uh, Washington D.C. Why is the Capitol all gated up, and then all this military people? So let's continue. Why? Why was the typical song for the arrival of POTUS not played for Biden during his inauguration? Good question. Why not? No military aircraft. No song. Yeah, because of COVID. Hello. <laughs> Uh-oh. They wouldn't let him on the plane because of his Peloton. Give me a break. What they would say is leave the Peloton there, get on the plane. That's what they would say. They wouldn't deny him complete. We're not going to take you to the inauguration because you got that Peloton. Come on. No, How it stupid is do you think we are? How stupid do you think Tim is? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's simple. He, remember, he used to be on, he was on the airplane once already with uh, the previous. POTUS, Mr. Obama, and I think that they were just too much of a party animal. See, he just got he got kicked off. He got permanently evicted from uh, from Air One. That's all. Now, the when the president comes to the White House, the new president, they pick him up in Air Force One. He comes to the White House, and the old president is there and hands him the nuclear football. Now. When the, when the president leaves, he has to take Marine One, which is a big fancy helicopter, to his his house where he's going to live as not the president. Well, this happened completely opposite. <laughs> Trump got on Air Force One with the nuclear football and <laughs> flew to Mar-a-Lago, Florida, where he's going to live. And Biden didn't even get Marine One. He didn't even. They didn't even flip the script on him. They wouldn't let him have a military aircraft at all. He had to come in a private jet. Come on, people. <laughs> Which is such a contrary to his uh, green new green deal, anyway, right? What a hypocrite! Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, I'm sorry, Tim. Keep going. Okay. Why wasn't Biden rendered a 21 gun salute as customary for an incoming president? You know, like mm. Trump did received the same day, January 20th. Well, all that all that gun smoke. It's uh, it was a bad air day. That's <laughs> green. Hey, you, it's a green new deal. You can you can't have gun smoke. I mean, he can come in. He can come in on the jet, but he just can't shoot them guns. <laughs> also, they did get a gun salute, but that is to uh, um, salute a foreign dignitary. He got the foreign dignitary salute, yeah, it which 21. is like three guns and a and a and a and a beep and a pea shooter. I don't know. And they were spaced out. I forgot how many seconds, but they were spaced out like a long, long part, you know. Um, yeah, a salute for a foreign dignitary that yeah. they give some foreign, yeah, guy that's, yeah, so. All right. That, why, why was Biden's inauguration streamed as live in Spain 10 hours before the scheduled time? And England. Why was that? Gee, how does that work? <laughs> Explain that one, Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, you know, because sometimes, you know, there's a time difference, but not always. I mean, I know that. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yeah, there was a time difference. Yeah. It's a different time in England and Spain. I mean, go on. <laughs> yeah, but it's the same. I mean, time is relevant anyways, right? I mean, time is a human construct. So, it, you know, it makes so you perfect You're saying time isn't necessarily linear. Right. I'm saying that, you know, they were experiencing it in their it, what they deemed to be real time. Remember, because it's all a matter of their own opinion. Right. They. <laughs> yeah. Dude, you're making so much sense. You're killing me. <laughs> I'm trying. 
I'm trying to buy into their logic. I just want you to know that. I'm trying really hard. It's wonderful. Yeah. Um, my eyes are opened. Your words are a container for great wisdom. By the way, yeah, Michael Basham and uh, Nuclear uh, Knuckleheads listening in. How, how's, how's it going, guys? You guys, you guys yeah. should join us. <clears throat> uh, nuclear said there's no room. <laughs> there is. Uh, yeah, come it, on, guys. Biden. Did Biden? Okay, it why was. did Biden remove his hand from the fake Bible before his oath was finished? Did you see that Bible? What is that, Johnny? It's uh, supposedly it was his old family Bible. It was here. Yeah, the, the Quran. <laughs> <laughs> What's her name? Jesse Cope something. She said that uh, the cross was upside down. She said that was a big meaning. Yeah, it was like three of them. I don't yeah. know what it, it was, means. But. He took his hand off the Bible before he got sworn in. Not only that, but it was thirteen or no, it was seventeen minutes before he was supposed to be sworn in on American live TV. It was uh, it was uh, eleven forty forty three when he got sworn in, and it's you, you, it's not legal to swear you in any time before twelve oh one. It's very it's that's very important. People don't know that. Also, here's another thing that's really weird is that they swore the vice president in before, before him. Yeah. That's weird. It's not supposed yeah. that's not Well, weird. let's be real. You know what they had to change his depends, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then he put his pants on backwards. I mean, there's reasons for it. <laughs> This, well, yeah. Well, you have to consider. So, this is a I mean, good point. You know, I hadn't thought, considered this angle about his diaper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, let me ask you: Am I am I convincing um, uh, Biden uh, sympathizer? I'm just because I'm trying really hard. I just want you to know. It reminds me of that famous question: Is how does uh, President Biden control his bladder? And the answer is depends. It depends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Bob. Well, here we go. Are you ready? Yeah, Timmy. Yeah. All right. Why did Biden get sworn in after Kamala, which is not constitutional, which we just discussed? But yeah, there's that one. Uh, why did military turn their back to Biden when he drove by them rather than face and salute? Which is an absolute well, requirement for service members. He's under uh, constant attack. Didn't you see what happened at the Capitol building? You know they were tra- they were targeting him, but those right wingers are so dumb they just picked the wrong day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they thought it was the inauguration on the sixth. Yeah, had to have. That's all it was. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, yeah, I- dude. I sent that video to Stephanie. I mean, it's the presidential. It's ABC News was broadcasting it. And it was the presidential. They were writing in the presidential, uh, what do you call the entourage yes. uh, procession or whatever. They were in the limo right behind the president's limo. And there was like, you know, 20,000, 25,000 National Guard there. And almost most of them, like probably 80% of them, had turned their backs on where they wouldn't even turn around. They were looking the other way. And the ones that were looking at him weren't looking at him. They were looking at the ground. They were looking at their boots. It was really spooky. And so Stephanie posted that video. My friend Stephanie was one of us, me and Tim and Stephanie and Fake. And 
she posted that video and somebody said on Facebook, well, some of them are supposed to look one way and some are supposed to look the other way. <laughs> it's in order to protect the president. But I asked Councillor Mark, he looked at it. Councillor Mark's ex-military. And he said, oh, no, that's clearly that's what you do when you uh, when you don't approve of like a new leader or whatever. They they do that a lot in the they did that in the Air Force when Councilor Mark was in there, and they usually got in a lot of trouble for doing it. It's it's mm. disrespectful. But Councilor Mark saw that video. And goes, oh yeah, that's what they're doing. All right, they don't like him. Yeah. And if anybody looked that video up and take a look at it and tell me what you think, I mean that. They really don't like him. <laughs> it's really weird. There was at least, there was at least half of them that would turn around. More than that, I'd say like 80%. Or wow. better. Anyway. Um, all right. Big deal. Why doesn't Biden seem to have the military launch codes near him? You know, like the ones pictured near Trump in Florida. <laughs> Trump left on Air Force One, which he's not supposed to do. With the nuclear football, <laughs> and supposedly on, according to CNN and ABC News, that when he got to Mar-a-Lago, that football would be deactivated, and Biden would be given another nuclear football. That's There's only heard. one nuclear football, people. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, there's going to be a new one. Yeah, that's what they said. How stupid do they think we are? I heard that well, too. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. There's only one nuclear football. That's why we only have one nuclear football. So there's no accidental, you know, <laughs> doomsday. <laughs> now, it, it's possible he was given a fake one, maybe. That could be. Oh, yeah. Like a commemorative one? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Autographed by um, Joe Montaigne. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Add an eye in there. <laughs> <laughs> That's from uh, the, the Water Boy. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> that foosball. Yeah. Uh, Joe Montaigne. He's on him. Anyway. And here's the last one that I have on this list, but this might be the biggest one so far. Why is the Pentagon blocking access for members of the Biden's administration? That's big. Yeah, they said they won't let him set foot in the Pentagon. Who is this? Biden. The Pentagon. <laughs> they won't let Biden set foot in the Pentagon? Yeah, they said oh, that. They he's got ties. Okay, I'm done playing pretend. He's got ties to China. He's got ties to Russia. He's got ties to... You know, every other kind of, uh, you know, black, dark spot uh, in this world. I mean, he's he's the dirtiest of dirty dudes. I mean, he's worse than he is. He's worse than than corn pop. OK. And uh, <laughs> the thing is, is that, uh, you know, again, buying into this whole thing that I, I don't I wouldn't doubt it if he's half cyborg. You know what I mean? Like just he's he's a China made replica designed to just take pictures of everything having to do with yeah. America. Yeah. That's there. That's why he's saying weird stuff like um his hairy legs and corn popkas. Oh, they I mean look at recently about the about the COVID vaccines. You know, we're gonna have, you know, fifty percent more of sixty thousand sixty million uh or, or six million and then it's gonna be enough for three hundred people. Yeah. I mean I repeat it again for three hundred people, you know, I, I don't know, it's just like what are you talking about? It's he's glitching. The Chinese are doing the best they can with that robot, but he's glitching. 
That could be. I mean, hey, I wouldn't put it past him. Now, there's some rumors out there that he was, he already died like January 6th from a heart attack, or there's also some rumors out there that he's been executed months ago. You know, who really knows? But that, that Biden does look different than the other one, that's for sure. Uh, it's just age, dude. That's all it is. He's just an, I mean, to, to be realistic, he's just an old aged buffoon. He's, he's, he's in as a puppet. I mean, you know, whether he's, uh, signing, uh, of, you know, things that aren't there or making statements that just are plain not true. People have already bought into him being better than Trump simply because he's not Trump. And, and that's unfortunate. I blame I blame the the all of that on you know uh, the politics they shared on you know the news outlets. None of it is is unbiased. It's all extremely biased. Yeah. I'd like to say to the FBI agents and the NSA agents who are listening to me right now, um, I Johnny McMahon. I'm not a extremist. I'm a Portland Democrat. Hello. Yeah. But this thing is weird. <laughs> this thing is so weird that even I <laughs> think something's up. I mean, come on. Hello. I mean, who are we? How stupid do you think we are? I mean, on yeah. one side of me is like, yay, Democrats, we won. But it's like, that's not the Democrat that I would want. You know, it's like, no. Come on, please. I'd rather have like, uh, I'd rather have some Republican that I really hated, like Bush. That would, that would be <laughs> It's funny you say that, Johnny, you know, because Mike Lindell, he says that he had a lot, he has a lot of Democrat, uh, people that work for him, you know, the pillow guy, my pillow guy. And, uh, he said that they're yeah. even scared to death of what's going on. They're like, this is not America. This is not Democrats of yeah, old. Because they understand, even though the Democrat, they understand what hard work and, and, uh, true, um, you know, is. um, capitalism looks like. Right. Uh, you know, Please. Democrats, like, um, as a, de- as a Democrat myself, uh, I believe that America needs to take care of its workers have respect for workers. They need a living wage. That's why, you know, as a longshoreman, you know, I'm part of a union. So Democrats have always supported unions. They've always supported helping poor people. So, you know, I'm I'm a Democrat because of that. But as soon as Biden gets in, he kills like 80,000 union jobs like the first day. I was like, what? That's yeah. not a Democrat. They don't do that. Right. I mean, come hmm. on. And he lied, obviously. He said he wasn't going to do that, and he wasn't going to stop fracking, and look what he did. So he went back and no, forth he on just, that. He, first he said he would. Remember, he said yes. that he was going to take fracking he away. He was going to turn it down. He was, going to, he was going to do away with it. And then when he got pressed on it, he said, no, I never said that. Yeah, right. so I'm not going to stop. Did. But, I mean, he absolutely did say that, so. <laughs> I'm gonna frack all of you. <laughs> frick frack. <laughs> so, Michael Basham he says that uh, Steve, which I can't even pronounce his last name, stands by Trump getting back in to on today on Alex Jones. So, uh, whoever Steve Panucci, huh? Steve Buscemi. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, you know who that guy? The guy in all the movies with the crooked teeth. You know. Yeah, it's Steve Buscemi. Uh huh. That's not Steve Buscemi. No, he's talking about uh, uh, Pishnik. Pishnik. Oh, who was against Trump? Yeah. 
Well, no, he's, right. well, he's well, I don't know. He's standing by that Trump's going to still get in. Alex Jones, that's what uh, the Basham, the mighty Michael Basham has said. Wasn't that Steve guy against Trump for all this time, and now he's like, what? <laughs> yeah, he's... he's he smelled the. Uh, he got the smelling salts and was realized. He realized that. Uh, oh crap! <laughs> this really happened. <laughs> <laughs> what did we do? Yeah, you know, even oh like we were talking about last week. I mean, most people that voted for Biden did not want all the name, all the all the all the name were all the signs taken off of all the bathrooms in America. Most people, ninety nine percent of people who voted for Biden would not want them to take all the signs off all the bathrooms in America so you didn't know what bathroom you were walking into. It's like 1% of like the pink and blue-haired lesbian fact-checkers would want something like that. But even they would like to know which bathroom yes. they're walking into, right? So like I'm a 90-year-old pervert in a gorilla suit, right, who happens to like well, girl, little girls – I want. I need to know that I'm walking in the women's bathroom. So even I wouldn't approve of them taking the signs down. Well, you know, um, and and that's the thing that's so so crazy about all of this is that, um, you know, the idea of of this, you know, trying to make everyone exact like it. it they're about celebrate your identity, but they want everyone to be exactly the same. Right. Uh, oh. Hey, say that again. That's weird. Explain that one. I know, right? Well, think about what, what is what do the Democrats pride themselves on? Being for the little man, being there. We support everyone. They're, they're all about the you know the the uh, LGBTQ XYZ community. They're all about you know the transgender and the minorities and this and that and the other. But then they're doing all of these things to make everyone the same. I mean, it's like uh, pretty soon they're going to have rules against, um, you know, the type of clothes you can wear and, and whatnot. I, what was I listening to? There, were, There's already a place talking about how they're going to um, – oh, man, what was it? It was like – it was straight out of the books of uh, – straight out of the pages of 1984. Oh, my gosh. I can't even remember what it was now. But I heard that and I was just like, man, like these, the Democrats, they're fast-tracking um, this um, – you know they're they're trying to ensure that no one will be allowed to publicly think differently than them. Yes, uh, Biden actually said he said anyone who is not happy with the status quo is a potential terrorist. And I'm like, I'm what, the whole country. <laughs> That's what the whole that, that is what our founding fathers fled. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Hello. Yeah. Once, they didn't want the thought police, which was what was happening in England. I mean, it was the sure. thought police all the way. Yeah. So the whole I mean, thing is, though, um, this is all probably for the whole giant reset. All this confusion, and uh, this is what I've heard, that that uh, there's kind of two resets here. There's a reset that is bad and uh, the digital reset that these globalists want to have, and then there's what Trump is wanting to do is get money backed by gold again when that would be yeah. with the quantum uh well it kind of be digital too but uh, backed up by gold and then in a quantum system uh the Yeah, we'll see. And the gold thing though, tr um you know, Putin has been doing that for what 15 years now or however long he's been office, you know, they they uh, Russia's been been stockpiling gold 
and I mean, as much as they can get of it. Right. The Britons. Because I believe that he, you know, Putin is, I, I mean, I think the Russians are a deplorable um, government, but he's smart in the sense that he, he if he's part of the, the big elites, which he is, he's aware of this whole global reset and not that he's trying to stop it, but he's going to make sure that he's prepared for it. Yeah. You know, I feel like he's one of the, the types of guys who is like going to say, hey, you do what you're going to do. I'm going to do what I'm going to do, and when the time is right, I'll just, you know, I'll, I'll let you guys sink and then step on your heads to get to where I need to be. I think that you were kind of right in uh, in one sense where this is like a show to keep us, you know, busy with it while they do something behind the scenes yeah. while not looking. You know, the Great Reset, it would probably be what you're talking about. Right. Well, and it'll happen. It'll be in effect before we even realize it. And because I feel like the Great Reset, you know, people in, envision this being this, like, you know, somebody walking up to a big red reset button, like you get a blue screen on your computer and you have to press the power button to reset it. Yeah. It's not going to happen that quickly. It's going to be a slow process. But the thing is, is that once you realize that the, the, the ball is rolling, man, that's like the ball from uh, Indiana Jones. There's no right. stopping that. Yeah. It's like if you go take a hot shower and you keep turning up the hot water a tiny bit at a time, eventually you'll come out with big blisters from getting burned. And and that's where I think that people don't realize, you know, we're on the cusp of that beginning. I don't think we're there yet. I I still believe that there's still a good number of of troop, uh, of, you know, God-fearing troops, if you will, in, in the politics that are trying to stop it. Um, you know, God-fearing or not, I should say, because like Rand Paul, I'm not sure if he's a Christian, but I do believe that he is all about America. Um, America, you know, first, yeah, yeah. So I feel like, uh, um, like you got Rand Paul, you've got um, maybe Ted Cruz, you know, like some of those guys that are still being very vocal about their, uh, you know, how distasteful all of this is. You know, uh, the, uh, an economic reset, that's biblical. I mean, if we could really do that, and, you know, that would be that would be really biblical. That's what they did every, you seven know, on years. the 50th year. Wasn't it every seven years? It what? was every, no, on, every 49 years. And so on the 50th year, it was reset. Oh. That was all debts were forgiven and all property went back to the original owner. So we're long and, overdue. <laughs> yes, we're long overdue for that. <laughs> well, that's what God, in his great wisdom, set that up so that their economy wouldn't run wild. And it and it worked, obviously, because he's God. He knows what you need to do. And so everything would be calculated uh, against this. It was called the Jubilee. And it was, and that's why you know the jubilee has been synonymous with celebration because everybody was happy, all their debt was gone, they were starting out fresh. It was the jubilee, jubilee. They would run around, (laughs) (laughs) and now so that kind of a reset would be biblical if they could pull it off. But when they talk about the great reset, they're not really talking about like that. No, no. That is part of it. Sure. 
Well, it's I, not bad. That's why I think there's there's two of them. I think there's good one, the good versus evil. I mean, I so you know this whole thing. In my opinion, I think the New World Order and the globalists—they've they started this whole thing, and Trump knew that they were going to do it, and so he tried to jump ahead of all this. So that's I still think he's ahead of them. And as you see, as we saw on this list here tonight, it seems to be that the military is in control. That's what it looks like to me. That's what it looks like to Johnny and a handful of people. But but the mainstream media is so thick. It's so out there in your face if you're watching it. I just turn it off. I don't watch it anymore. I can't stand the lies. It just makes mm-hmm. me mad. So I just turn that off. I look to God and say, all right, God, help me out here. And then guess what? He points me to these things. And these things look to me like the military is in control. Mm. I'm with Tim. But, okay, but if that's the case, did you hear about how the military actually did like a the, – uh, like they froze to, to – because they're going through and, and scrutinizing every single uh, uh, person – that's in military they're checking all of their their uh social media and all that stuff to see if there's any kind of treason or um any kind of terrorist propaganda or any of that yeah i heard that that. but see they're swapping out they're swapping out national guards or uh, all these people every week or something like that every other week and they're going to be there until after mid-march at least maybe longer and uh, today I heard they're going to be putting up a permanent wall around the uh, Capitol building. Now, why is that? For the country, but you could do it for the for that. For yes, the, right. Yeah, that's just. <laughs> so now, what's the purpose of that, though? Like, why do you think that the that the military is such a heavy presence? Because you know everyone is believing it's it's okay. Get the pain of events. If you really believe that this QAnon crap is real, which I believe that was a stage, but so you have this staged event at the Capitol building, which ushered in this this um, you know false sense of integrity, you know because of quote unquote riots in the Capitol building. When you you and I and everyone listens that there was no, that was nothing compared to what happened for the previous. You know, and what is continually happening, even in in you know Portland and Seattle, right? Um, it pales in comparison significantly. So they have that as a basis for their you know pushing the agenda for the Twenty Fifth Amendment, pushing the agenda for having military presence in the Capitol. Do you think that that is again just more cover up that they're using that because the the military is there for reasons? And do you believe that the reasons are nefarious or if they're for good? Okay, so wait a minute, though. You say the you said Q and you said crap in the same sentence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so what about the red list? Okay. That Listen, was, hold on. That was, I think the Q crap referring to the Capitol building because you know the the guy who was the that spearheaded it. The whole thing with the horn hat, you know, he was, he's not a QAnon guy. He's a paid actor. He's, he's clearly, you know, I have a friend who's a huge, uh, Trump hater and he had this post about how, you know, all oh, the QAnon guy requested to have 
you know, um, only holistic food and organic foods and, <laughs> you know, and basically insinuating that, that the government gave him that. But, you know, is is people from uh, with Islam descent had to eat uh, pork and, you know, uh, bug infested, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, uh, first of all, it's an, <laughs> that's an incomplete statement you know what i mean <laughs> i guess <laughs> yeah I, I know but that's what i'm getting at like it's just it's all this rant like people are finding reasons to push this agenda q whether it's true or not is irrelevant people are buying into the fact that that the people who believe in q are the cause of the quote-unquote uh riots on the capitol and that's what i mean by the q crap is that oh. it's that crap that happened at the Capitol building that's being blamed on the Q supporters that's causing all of this to, to kind of happen. So you're not you're not talking about the red list that was dropped two years ago. No, I'm not discussing anything that has to do with two years ago. I'm discussing everything that has to do with that happened on January sixth as a result of, you know, what I believe to be plants that started everything you know, there, I feel like that whole thing—it was all—it was all instigated by the opposing side. Uh, it wasn't, though. It was instigated by the Q side because the uh, uh, General McInerney said it. He said it. He said it in an interview at the White House. He said that uh, special forces, a special forces team, had gone had had gone in with with the. With the um, Antifa guys and the horn and horn man, they'd gone in there and grabbed Pelosi's last laptop. Right, and now she is frantic, and she left town. You know, as soon as that happened, she was gone for what two weeks. And <laughs> had to get uh, ice cream and wine. You know, Mac, he said that in a, in a White House interview. Did you see that? Uh, no, I, I I saw, but I think he was saying that uh, they knew that Antifa was up to something, so they. They kind of just went in with them, isn't that what you got too? No, they well, it was they knew that was going to happen, so they went in to get the to get evidence. The, okay. the special forces team went in to snag those laptops. That's why they went in. Yeah. There was like six of the with Antifa that were actually special forces, and and you could see the video of them saying, "We're not Antifa, we're not Antifa," and you can see these guys are these guys are like Navy SEALs. You can see, look at them, and and then you have General McInerney at the White House saying exactly what happened, and it happened. It's right there on the video. That's General McInerney. Hello, hmm. at the White House, in the interview. Hello, people, wake <laughs> up. ABC News, no. CNN, no. <laughs> So, anyway. so Johnny, in your opinion, in your opinion, why is the uh, Capitol building all caged up? Go ahead. Well, because they're going to they're going to uh, <laughs> they're going to put a vacuum a pump big pump in and suck out the swamp. We're going to drain that swamp, and they're doing it. We're seeing videos three in the morning. We're seeing JAG officers come in yeah, in yep. big pieces. You know, JAG teams. You know, you have the you have the the jag lawyer. You have his assistant, and then you have the the gopher, the bag carrier, and that's that's how they move. We're seeing these jag teams climb out of these vans and go into the White House at three a.m. Not the White House, the Capitol building yeah. at a.m. We saw we saw yeah. a, a representative 
or I can't remember, is it a representative or a senator? We saw him dragged out in handcuffs at 3 a.m. We've seen that. He was dragged out of the White House in handcuffs. We've seen the video. There's more than one video, too. It's not just one. Well, and don't forget about that uh, the funeral procession that happened immediately following the, um, Pelosi's gavel um, right before the break. Well, they all, they always do uh, funeral processions at night in the dark. I never heard of that, Johnny, though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> those are my favorite kind. <laughs> don't the cops, don't you see them always do their funeral processions at night? Yeah. At like right. 10 p.m. in the dark? Why? Because it makes their lights so much more pretty. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. Hey, hey, boys, how do you feel about Mike coming on? Michael Basham coming on? Let's do Michael Basham. Yeah. All right, Michael, call him up. up? Oh, Michael Basham, the leader of Spirit Wars, the Spirit Force. Right? <laughs> On the Fringe Radio Network, that's FringeRadioNetwork.com. Yeah, let's uh, let's take another break because I can't do two things at once. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we know that. Two bubblegum walk. <laughs> I really can't. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll be back in a few minutes with some Michael Basham. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bill Gates here. Ah, uh, you do need to take the vaccine. And this is Let's Get Jacked Up. Ah, uh, we'll be right back on the Fringe Radio Network. We're taking things that are you know, genetically modified organisms, and we're injecting them in little kids' arms. We just shoot them right into the bank. You're listening to Let's Get Jacked Up on the Fringe Radio Network. Playing golf seems to be part of the job description of a pastor, so that's what I was doing this Tuesday morning. I lined up my putt on the 8th green, but I was focused more on a conversation with my friend than the putt. I hit the putt, and just when I was about to speak... I realized my putt might just go in. Hi, this is Chips Ross, and I serve Jesus as pastor of Westwood Baptist Church in Fresno, California. Since this year started, I've been thinking about Joshua chapter 1, verses 6 through 9, and how God promises success. I like the idea of being successful, of accomplishing goals, of persevering through challenges. While God does lay out a promise of success for Joshua, He also lays out a requirement for that success. He says, be careful to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left. Meditate on the law day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. In other words, immerse yourself in God's word. Read it. Think on it. Mutter it to yourself. And above all, obey it. God's word cleanses us, restores us, encourages us, confronts us, and prepares us. By God's word, we gain salvation, wisdom, perspective, truth, love, and transformation. I have often found that times of sinful failure in my life are preceded by neglecting God's word. But when you soak up this much of God's word, some things become automatic, like worship, or thankfulness, or generosity, or giving a kind word. You don't necessarily process them fully, you just do them, and God grants success. Like with that putt. My mind was somewhere else, but I was familiar enough with putting to go ahead. And yes, the putt went in. But even more, I shared that thought with my friend. If you enjoy thought-provoking questions that make you use your brain in a nuclear way, 
Be sure to check out the show, Nuclear Knucklehead with Bentley Craig, weekly on Fringe Radio Network. Oh. So was that a mob going into the Capitol to do evil? What do you think? I don't know, have you ever heard of a mob going somewhere and building a barn? barn going or mob going somewhere and planting a garden painting a house cutting grass a mob went down the road today and cut everybody's yard in the neighborhood and they were angry and cussing the whole time Neighborhood looked great when they left. Join Bentley Craig on Nuclear Knucklehead at FringeRadioNetwork.com. That's FringeRadioNetwork.com. Hey, let's get jacked up, fans. If you enjoy listening to Christian contemporary pop music, you gotta check out my friend and awesome brother in Christ, John Shabaglian. His music is on iTunes, Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, and others. Check out his website at johnshabaglian.com. His new single with Aaron Schust, titled In Command, is a great reminder that God is still in control of this whole world. Check out his other great songs like Light Show featuring Jared Elston. We are the light show. John is a wonderful psalmist and loves the Lord wholeheartedly, so you've got to check out his music and his website at johnshabaglian.com. That's johnshabaglian.com. J-O-N-S-H-A-B-A-G-L-I-A-N.com. Get jacked up! Welcome back to the show on the Fringe Radio Network. We expect these additional 200 million doses to be delivered this summer, and some of it will come as early begin to come in early summer. But by the mid by the midsummer, that this vaccine will be there, and the order and and, and that increases the total vaccine order in the United States by 50 percent. From 400 million order to 600 million. This is enough vaccine to fully vaccinate 300 Americans by end of the summer, the beginning of the fall. But we want to make, look, that's, I want to repeat, it'll be enough to fully vaccinate 300 Americans. Americans. <laughs> hey, everybody, welcome back to Let's Get Jacked Up. And we are jacked up right here with Michael Basham of Spirit Wars. Hello, Michael. Aloha. Are you there with us tonight? Michael Hello. Basham. Basham. Unmute me. Oh, yes. Unmute I- me. 
<laughs> I have you unmuted. I just don't. I hope I didn't hang up on the other guys, though. Something may have happened here. Oh yeah, you probably did. They left. They're like, yeah, I'm. I got better things to do. All right. Well, what do you think of what's going on, Mister Michael? As I try to get him back in. Well, we live in a world that's completely dominated by aliens now. I mean, <laughs> there's no other way to to explain it. <laughs> do you think that they are, uh, you know, masquerading? Look, everybody needs to watch Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Watch all of them. Watch the one from the 90s. Watch the one from the 60s, the 50s. The All of the invade. That's what we live in right now. And... People are are freaked out because whenever they go somewhere and there's like a maskie that looks at them, they point and they go. <laughs> so wow, be <laughs> wrong. Invasion of the body snatchers. I've actually never seen that. How good is that? Well, it's a movie about. I think your audience all knows, but just to make sure that you know. It's a movie about aliens that come in pods and they what they do is when you're sleeping the pod will clone you and it'll build really quickly um uh, a clone of you and then you will die and it'll like invade your brain and then copy you super well so that nobody knows that you're dead and now there's a clone of you walking around that will replace you and so they through stealth they basically take over the planet and anybody that finds out that there are aliens or, you know, they're not going along with the system because they have like all these weird new rules and new things. And then they pretend like everything's normal. Just, you know, go back to sleep. When they see you, they point at you and they screech, they screech. I won't do it again. <laughs> they they point at you and screech and Donald Donald Sutherland is the big clincher at the end. He he turns into a pod person and he points at the poor girl and he's like and she's looking at him like, Oh, you're still my friend, right? Like we're still going up against the system, right? And he's like, Oh, yeah and then he, he alerts the other aliens, you know, like, Oh, somebody's awoke. So my point is the media, everything they've completely taken over and people live in this world of lies. They believe in the vo- the COVID. They believe in the vaccine. They believe in Bill Gates. They believe that Biden is president, and they're out for blood. So if if anybody like your audience is listening, super smart, super awesome people, we love you. Then you know, like you go to a store without a mask, or you go somewhere and you question the system, and chances are you have some body snatched pod person that's pointing at you like. We found one that's awake. <laughs> Look at I mean? them. Get them now. Put your mask on. <laughs> yeah, no joke. I mean, and I made a video about this on YouTube that went like, for me, it's viral, but it's not that viral. But we had a lot of new people popping in and just because the topic, I was sitting outside of Target recording people coming in and out and all the COVID social distancing crap here in Honolulu in Hawaii. And so many people reacted to that because they were like, oh, my gosh, I, I I knew I wasn't the only one. You know, like yeah. other people are thinking this, too. Like we're living in a science fiction movie where all the media is, is controlled and they're all lying. And 
people are all like freaking out and they're turning into zombies and alien pod people. I mean, I think there's so much going on right now that we don't know about. Um, and you, you basically need to be living in the spirit to really see it. Well, I, I could, I could buy into that for sure. And I, I do believe that, uh, we are, um, you know, for those who, who don't live in the spirit, for those who don't know Christ, they're none the wiser. This just seems like a, a normal, you know, it's, it's frustrating, but an, a, a, a normal progression of how to deal with the life that we're living. You know, they, they're refusing to see that this is a man-made issue um, with a government-run re, um, remedy that is designed to, you know, convince them that what they're doing is, is right and appropriate and acceptable, even though it goes against everything that, as Americans especially, it, you know, it's our core belief system. We're going completely against it. You know, we're supposed to be, um, you know, fight back against the government, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, don't drop the mic. <laughs> I was, yeah, well, yeah, dead air. I was going to say that, I'm dead air. that, like, the American spirit, isn't that, like, part of, like, the Bill of Rights, the Constitution? Whenever the government gets bad, we're supposed to fix it. We're supposed to, like... Um, jump in and say no 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 yeah. aren't we supposed to actually take it back yes aren't well, we supposed to actually uh isn't it they're supposed to be a revolt i mean against a corrupt government i mean i know that's in the military code um uh forget which i forget which paragraph but it's section uh 11.3 i think yes. and that is uh, for the military code that mccarthy put in there whenever we have an illegitimate or dangerous or whatever government that's not you know that's um becoming uh ty tyrannical and you know going too far the military is obligated to remove them and then replace them with another uh civilian government and they can't yeah. the military can't just take over and and stay there they have they got i think they have 90 or 120 days to uh form a new government out of civilians not not military people but so, so the thing though that um you know and that's all fine and dandy and all right but but again it's like people aren't buying into it they're not going to believe what they're seeing yeah. even though everything is telling them to i mean it, what the bible says that when the end time comes what is right will be seen as bad and what's bad will be seen as right and i've got friends who have been anti-government my entire life and they're talking about how the government it's like weird. It's like they they they're 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 parading around their their anarchist signs, but they're for what Biden is doing. I mean, that seems like a total contradiction, uh, you know, uh, completely. But because the Democrats are known for being supportive of the little man and there to help the weak and this that and the other, and, you know, it's like they they they're making exceptions for it. And and to me, I feel like that this is just another sign that you know when people who normally would be anti become pro, there's there's something there's a brainwashing that's actually working and has gone into effect. And because yes. they receive oh. not the love of the truth in them, therefore God shall send them a strong delusion that yeah. they should be believe a lie. That's basically Absolutely. the verse for 
what's coming and get ready guys buckle your seat belts it's a good thing fringe radio network is still working properly and going forward because what's about to happen is going to go beyond just election fraud and covid nonsense people are getting bored of covid there's going to be the great coming deception which all of our friends from stan deo to jim wilhelmson that we've all loved and listened to for years now I believe that the coming great deception of the aliens is going to be next yeah. on the top. For think, sure, what do you guys. Do you think that's why people the, are saying? Well, uh, you know, people are saying, well, isn't the fringe radio network getting hit through all of this? The answer is yes. Uh, Spotify just sent us a takedown notification. Ooh. They've removed. Oh my God! They gave me this huge list. <laughs> Most of it's Sarah oh. Westall. There's like there's like <laughs> there's like sixty seven. The episodes off the network that they have removed. Oh, but they're not removing the network though from Spotify. Not, not yet, but give them some time. They're probably going to be because I'm not going to quit posting Sarah Westall. I mean, she's one of our biggest shows, and everybody loves her. I mean, the, and the no- thing about that is, like, if she did get like, if Sarah Westall became the hot potato that you know makes everybody get banned then just go with sarah westall like she's got she's so good like i interviewed her a while back and she's absolutely such a business-minded professional lady that she would find other platforms besides youtube or spotify i would just go i would like find out where she is and just start sharing fringe and let's get checked up to whatever she's doing. Yeah. You know well, what I mean? On the Fringe Radio Network, FringeRadioNetwork.com. That's FringeRadioNetwork.com. Once again, that's FringeRadioNetwork.com. She's there. But even though she's being taken down off of like everywhere, even from – this is why Spotify is one of our network aggregations. But uh, she's still on our network. So if you want to go to Fringe radionetwork.com you can go there and you can listen to these ones that have been taken down like the great reset high strangeness codes and rituals vocal prints donald trump inauguration high strangeness codes the great reset they started the war not us traitors must step down (laughs) i wonder why she was removed (laughs) this is all business game changers stuff you know it's just like business game changers reptilians have taken over the society (laughs) i like her (laughs) running so well named disguise yeah Well, she's tagged to Sarah Westall on the Fringe Radio Network. We don't know anything about no business game-changing stuff. We don't know about that. Oh, okay. Sorry. That's her. That's the name of her show. It's business it's game-changing. Michael. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, technically, but we changed the name. So. <laughs> on the Fringe Radio Network, if you're on the Fringe Radio Network, we might change your name. Well, I mean, it's kind of, it's up in the air, you like know. Like Daniel Ott, fake cowboy. I'm just waiting for him to view us. <laughs> oh, no, he loves that. He thinks that's really cool. Yeah, the fake cowboy, Daniel Ott. Well, the name is The Edge AM, but yes. I, <laughs> I, call him I got cowboy. him on, by the way, so you better not make ruin my relationship with Daniel <laughs> no, me and Daniel. No, Daniel likes that. He thinks that you know. I I do this thing. I do these things with permission. Like Bobby, he gave me permission to slap him the other day. So <laughs> what? You're not supposed I to don't believe that. that. I'm sorry. I do not believe that. 
what we do in the privacy of our own radio network is your is our own business. I am not one. I I, I do not kiss and tell or slap and tell for that matter. Uh, so thank you very much. I'm sorry I exposed you. Us. Uh, that's not the first time I've been exposed. <laughs> okay, just kidding. All right, let us. I'm using. We're that. getting a little bit out here. Okay. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, Michael, with you being over there in Hawaii, you know, I was reading an article that apparently they just now are starting to – maybe they've been doing it for a while. I don't know. But enforcing um, the the uh, coronavirus app where, you know, where they're for the um, – oh, what is that? The uh, contact um, chain, com- whatever it is where it's like, you know. Contact tracing. Yeah, the contact tracing. Yeah. Is that is that a, a big thing that's happened to people live on the islands or is it just for people visiting? Um, well, I think at this time they're trying to just control the tourists. Okay. So, but if that continues, we want to own property here as ASAP, but I'm thinking about Florida. My whole family is in Florida. They're very well established in Naples, Florida. Oh, One Naples, of the cities Naples. where, um, ABC news just did a huge hit piece. Like, look at this grocery store. Nobody's wearing masks. And the guy, like <laughs> the owner comes out grinning and he's just like, yeah, I've never worn a mask, never intend to wear a mask. And they're just like, oh, oh, <laughs> aghast. And I'm like, honey, we're moving to Florida for a little That's while. Right. Um, <laughs> the battle for Hawaii, It's there's so much going on here as far as the future of the human destiny that I don't ever want to give up on Hawaii. I never give up on a country or a place where God sends me. So right now um, we're here, we're homesteading. You know, I'm learning how to make a greenhouse sort of except that my computer got wet and that's why i haven't done a show on the fringe for a little while because my uh-huh. computer needs to be fixed oh, not the mixer johnny oh, well, <laughs> my wife i was hanging out with her this weekend she said the thing that i've always been thinking my wife says well we were talking about moving to hawaii i was talking about moving to hawaii let's move to hawaii with michael and she goes well when the chinese invade won't they take hawaii first i'm like uh, yeah, they will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they will. That's why we moved away. We were living about 30 minutes from Pearl Harbor. So I looked at my family and I was like, guys, we need to get out of here like right now. Let's. So we moved to Big Island. So the only thing you got to worry about on Big Island is robbers and volcanoes. So oh, well. and I love the volcanoes. I think the volcano is the coolest thing ever. I'm I'm just like in love with this volcano. So. Come out to Big Island. Lots of land. I live next to a volcano, too. I'm on the shoulder of a volcano, so I know how that feels. My volcano is bigger than your volcano, so (laughs) there. It is. Like, way bigger. Like, biggest in the world, maybe. Yeah. Well, Uh, when I was younger, I could brag, but not anymore, Michael. That's your territory. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, sometimes our volcanoes don't act the way they used to. That's okay. (laughs) It's it's part of life, <laughs> you know. There, I mean, what is it that uh, you take that 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 V thing? Give your give your volcano that V thing. Um, what is it called? A virgin uh, to uh, you know reignite it. If you've watched any movie, you know how that works. Yes. Oh no, the grass withers and the oh my gosh, fades. <laughs> The word of God remains. That's right. Man, are we just getting obscure right now or what? Michael, what happened? You came on and everything just went all. 
Comparing, I don't know. I, I haven't been live in a few here. days. I'm, I'm going crazy. <laughs> well, like we we have to have eyes to see, you know. And Michael, Michael does. That's what that's his territory. That's right. That's right. Yeah, you know, I haven't been on uh, Facebook for almost a month now, or maybe a little more than a month, and so I didn't realize that you weren't on. They banned talking me because he has eyes. He has eyes. I'm on Facebook. I'm just so banned everywhere that um, I don't even really give Facebook a lot of time. Um, I I use Gab and MeWe. Those are the two alternative platforms. That's where, like, William Ramsey, he's on MeWe. You know, you can yeah. um, find you know, a lot of great French listeners out that there. MeWe or the MeWe, whatever you want to call it. I just can't – I don't understand how the dang thing works. Maybe I'm just getting too old or whatever, but <laughs> – I couldn't figure out how to find people. I couldn't figure out how to post things. It was just, I gave up on it. Well, you know, just, I think it's, my strategy is just get the truth out on as many platforms as possible. So I didn't go and delete my Twitter or or Facebook. I just don't put a whole lot of time in any of those platforms. I think Fringe Radio Network is the best platform to invest your energy into. And if you have time, build a website. And then put energy into that. Do not put energy into a social media platform like Facebook or Twitter. Maybe minimal into MeWe or Gab. Or if Parler ever comes back. I don't know. if Is Parler back yet? Or is it still? I'm not sure. Um, you know what? It's crazy. I've heard rumors about them coming back. But I'm on the app now. I'm just checking. And it's still black. It's still completely what blank. What I did hear today is that uh, Trump Jr. and... Uh, the Tesla guy, can't think of his name, Elon Musk. Elon. Yeah, they're coming out with something that's going to kick Facebook's butt. So I think that's going to be in a couple of weeks. Yeah, they've been promising that for a long time. They don't. I don't know that there's enough backing for it. The problem with Facebook is that they, you know, the problem when you are dealing with the devil. You're going to have a lot more perks than normal because the, this is the devil's true. battleground. This is his. This is his territory. It might it's not have been true in the past, but now we are in these end times. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. If Trump wants to make a Facebook or a Twitter, we're all going there. Yeah. You know, what would Trump Junior. No. We should scheme like what would it be called? Because we've got Facebook. Maybe we call it um, Orange Hair Book, Orange or book. Orange Facebook, Orange Facebook. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> yes, and instead of tweeting, you you, you throw fire. You know, because he's firing everybody. So it's just you know, man. Did you read it? Fired? Oh my gosh, that was insane. So if you get banned from it, you get an email that says you're fired from Orange Facebook. <laughs> How dare you think when he that said that? I always hated uh, it when I, he said that. I'm like, what a butthole. Yeah. <laughs> so like, that's the whole point of Trump, though. He is kind of that that boss that you don't really want to be no. at work when he's there because he really does look at you and he's. He's going to be like, so why are you slacking on the job? You know, and why, yeah. you know, and, and you know that he means it. Like he's not going to talk to you yeah. unless he has an actual something to say. He's, right. He doesn't seem like a fluff thrower, right? No. So yeah. uh, my my father in law sent this to me. He says uh, breaking news. It says 
Elon Musk, Donald Trump Jr. joined forces to create a new social media platform to put Facebook out of business. Just announced Trump, it's going to be called Trump Force One. (laughs) (laughs) No. That's going to work. I can already tell you that. That's not going to work. It will be launched, or excuse me, yeah, it will be launched via SpaceX within next few weeks. Uh, you might as well call it. You might as well call it uh, Elon Dumb because that's about as far as it's going to go. Yeah, yeah I'm not, not liking that name, but yeah, that it's can't be its real name. Trump Force One. I mean, come on, nobody's going to. I mean, why would Trump want to? I mean, I, I know that he's very egotistical, but man, the idea of putting his name on something—I just think that's kind of ridiculous. I actually saw the name that they proposed, and it was pretty generic. It wasn't like that, but <laughs> oh, really? I saw, yeah. What was it? Mm, oh God, I just want to say it's that generic, huh? You already <laughs> forgot. Freedom, yeah, freedomboardus.us or uh, something like that. Okay. Maybe, okay. maybe I'd be down something like that or you know maybe just like instead of facebook just have it be like you know i don't know, find find something that's like that um how about instead of facebook it's butt magazine oh wait that probably won't work so you know that's hard on your marriage if you're hanging out there yeah that that's tr- that's kind of true yeah maybe not maybe something a little different then how about checkmate <laughs> but magazine then you'll be yeah then you'll be doing a show crying and talking about how you had to quit doing <laughs> but how would you do that so and then you know let's, let's let's dig a little bit then it's like you know if you instead of you know twitter's a tweet it would be like a fart you know you like, wow did you read that fart Man, that, oh. shit, that fart he wrote sure did stink <laughs> oh. Oh. Did you read no. <laughs> oh my goodness you might have stumbled onto something if somebody did make like a toilet humor social media thing where it's like instead of tweet it says fart and like yeah. down vote is like something grotesque and up vote is something yes. grotesque I bet yes. you there would be a huge cult following of that did you hear that we need to make it happen we need to make it happen Tim all right, we're calling. We we call it face. I mean, we can't call it uh, butt magazine though. We got to find something different. Maybe butt book. Yeah, fart book. Butt book. Yes, but yes. I would type that. Booger in, book. But I'm afraid. Face boogers. I've already coined this phrase. Face boogers. How about face fart? <laughs> face fart. Face boogers makes more sense. You know, you can like if you upvote it, like pick, and then you know, uh, yeah. share is like flip. Oh. Think about it. Yeah, if it if it was really bad, you just tell a man that sure did blow because it blew out, you know. Or, and if yeah. it was viral, you would say, you know, it sneezed. Oh, on Facebook, it sprayed everywhere. You know, <laughs> it goes so far with it. Yes, and, it and if it's like really something bad. that you wanted to, yeah, you wanted to comment, you, it was like snot. Or, yes, you know. and if it was a per, if somebody like proverbially killed it, you could say, "Wow, that guy COVIDed, man." <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Censorship would be called a uh, face mask. Oh, yeah. oh yes, this yes. post has been face masked. Because oh of my gosh. Illegal I content. Love- yes, mask. That's a good oh, one. Man. That is a yes. good one. And if we decide to just make up a rule for for no particular reason, we could call it a, a what's that guy's name, Doctor Fucci. <laughs> Fauci, yes. you could say, 
So we've in, we've we've enforced the Fauci law, uh, which means that we've just out of the blue decided to change our minds completely <laughs> and tell you everything that we disagreed with. Now we agree with. Amen. <laughs> you wouldn't know what to post. We take it. <laughs> my- Put it back up. We don't know. Yes. <laughs> and yes. people would love it. They would be like, oh, my gosh. Like, this post has been censored by AOC because she thinks it contains harmful content to her. Yes. Her feelings were hurt. Like, yes. She, randomly she felt me. threatened by the potential of something that may have come out of your mouth. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Guys, we could totally do this. Have a Bill Gates bot. Have a Nancy Pelosi bot. Yes. Have a Satan bot. Anytime somebody, like... Anytime somebody posts a Bible scripture, have like this post has been censored by independent fact checkers and have like Luciferian fact checkers anonymous, or have it just be like some like you know acronym that spells out Satan, you know, some average thing at I don't know whatever, but you know just have a tone. (laughs) I think that'd be hilarious. Yeah, Tim. Tim, Yes, I was. You don't have to do already. I think you should make it happen. I was put in Facebook jail uh, the other day for oh, saying good. a word, and I didn't know it was a bad word. They need to give me a list of things that words that I can't say because I thought was the- it was a perfectly fine word. What but it, it? they wanted me to sign a digital document saying that I had uh, uh, created hate speech. What? By saying what word? What? What Di- word did you say? Dyke. Give us a hint. <laughs> Dyke. 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 Like as in I went to the dikes to go fishing. No, as in that big, gigantic woman with a mustache and a buzz haircut with a blocking outfit that looks like a man. No, that was But listen, that is an accurate description. That's how they that's how they label themselves. That's what they call themselves. Yeah. Right. So, but yeah, but it's, it's they, like everything else. They can call themselves that, but nobody else can. Right. Oh, it's like that. See, but yeah. you need to give me like a list of all the words that I'm not allowed to say because how would I know? Remember, in well, radio, we just got like a seven... better, more creative word to describe them, right? <laughs> like you know, I can't say the I can't say a particular name for people, so I call them Richard Cranium, you know, <laughs> huh? instead of. You know what I'm trying to say, but instead I just say, "Man, that guy's a total Richard Cranium." Mm-hmm. Richard Cranium. Cranium. Yeah, Cr- Richard Cranium. It's uh, short for you know poop head. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Which is also apparently a bad word, I guess. I mean, I don't you know. know. Contextual, because if I'm using it to describe my sexual identity, then it's okay. Well, my mom we used to say, "Well, everybody in the '50s wanted to be named Dick. That was a cool name." My name was that. Yeah. Is that? Does that mean that everyone today wants to be named Vagina? Oh. Uh, that's not a cool name, though. Oh, maybe. <laughs> Come on, Karen will be I so know. disappointed I, in you, Bobby. Tim, <laughs> you should know this about me already. It's after ten o'clock. I wanted to. I always wanted to talk to Uncle Dick at the family gatherings. He was a great. Uncle, cool. I, well, I had an Uncle Dick. He passed away, but uh, oh, really? My uncle was a. Dick is in charge of Derek Prince Ministries, okay? My <laughs> Uncle Dick. Dick Leggett. Derek Prince Ministries. Look it up. Dick Basham? Oh, no. no that's Dick you. Leggett. My <laughs> uncle. Dick Leggett? He married my aunt. He married my aunt. His name is Richard Leggett. But he called himself Derek Dick Leggett. Prince Derek yes. Prince Ministries. Yeah. I was of Joseph Prince Ministries, the hyper-grace guy. I like that guy. 
Every oh, time Doug, Prince, Doug, Prince, many of your listeners will have listened to this great <laughs> preacher from the 60s to the early 90s. And he preached about deliverance and the covenantal relationship of God with man. Uh, Prince. That sounds great. <laughs> yeah, you got to listen to Derek. I like I listen to that kind of stuff um, in my real life. I listen to like Jay Vernon McGee and Jay Vernon McGee. I'm sorry, that's the one guy. I, his message is on point, but I just cannot. I cannot stand the way he <laughs> out with the <laughs> broken up audio from 1987. <laughs> I met him in 1989. Shook his hand. Nice. Wow. Yeah. I met Baxter when I was uh, eight months old. What? You met who? Ern Baxter is one of the greatest preachers from Canada ever to walk this earth. Understood the mystery of the cosmology of the gospel. Let's just say it was very wise. Ern Baxter on brokenbreadteachings.org. I met Michael Baxter when he was only eight months old, and there is a photograph of us, and he was probably making poops. And that's all I'll say. He may have changed your diapers. Ooh. Uh, I don't know, but he had a big old grin. I have a photograph of Ern Baxter, one of my heroes, one of my go-to guru, you know, foundational, uh, very prophetic pastor, very bread and butter Christianity. I would recommend Ern Baxter to anybody. How come mm. all the great like preachers have this awesome voice, or at least a distinctive voice? You know, I like. Sure. Uh, I like Steve Gregg, the narrow path. He's a little too narrow for me, but he's like he was he was one of the guys they were considering to replace the Bible Answer Man when the Bible Answer Man took off. Or actually he died actually. He does a he does a like Bible studies. He's like he's not like a preacher. He's a teacher. So the Bible Answer wow. Man, I used to listen to him too, and then uh one day he, he, really? uh, but yeah, the Bible answer man. Uh, no, Steve Gregg, the Narrow Path. Oh, I think I've heard him on Bot Radio. He's on a lot of radios. He's out of uh, he's out of uh, um, he's Californian. He's uh, I think he's not Central Valley. He's like up there around I don't know Mariposa or something. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. That's Central Valley still. Is it? Is that Central Valley? Yeah. Yeah, he's in your neighborhood. I thought you would know him. I think I have. Mm-hmm. I just don't. I'm not good with names, but I think I have. Remember, uh, I think I did. But no, this the uh, Bible answer man. You know, he kind of took off in a weird place, didn't he? Like, uh, yeah, he started when the he he was like, uh, what was it? He the end time? picked up some weird kind of odd theology about like bill- the Earth being billions of years old, but not, and it's all like time is. I can't remember what it was, but, um, yeah, in like the whole aliens and planets and, uh, people on planets. And it was just, it got really weird well, he was one of those to the point where bot was just like, nope, no more. We're done with you. Well, was that the old one or the new one? It was, no, it was Hank Hennigraf. It was, oh, what was his name? Hank, Hank Hennigraf. Hennigraf. Yeah. Hank Hennigraf. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the new one, the new Bible answer man converted to, or, uh, like Russian orthodoxy. And he left. Mm. 
the show. Well, what I meant was Hank Hennegraff, or whatever his name is, he uh, he went to, he decided that the end times was not happening anytime soon, and so he thought that it actually already happened. So, yeah. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. He became like a preterist. Yes, I couldn't think of that word, but yeah. Yeah, preterists are guys that believe the end times already happened in, um, you know, AD 70, when the fall of the temple and everything, and the siege of Jerusalem and all that. But most of them are partial preterists. They still believe that Jesus is still coming. Their second coming is still going to happen. Like the very end of Revelation is still yet to be fulfilled. That's Most of them are that way. That's called a partial preterist. But a full preterist, those are the weird stuffy scholars that think it all happened. It's all over. Nothing to look forward to. Good night. Hmm. Well, mm-hmm. that's like fourth stage cancer as opposed to like first or second stage. Cancer. <laughs> 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 uh, that was a good one. Like uh, most yeah. mystics, they're about maybe like first stage preterist. I'm going to start calling it that. Most um, mystics, I have a lot of mystic friends that you know they're even super supportive of us throughout our journeys. Really uh, tried to contact me one time. They're all, oh, you know, Michael, you, there's just no way that uh, the book of Revelation hasn't already taken place. And I'm like, really? Okay. But I still love you as a friend. Okay. Yeah. That's and there's these people, look, they're like, I'm going to prove you wrong. You're going to understand. We're going to have a debate. And it's always stupid. <laughs> Their arguments are always like flat earth arguments or something. And they don't even read the Bible very much. And right. they try to quote history wrongly. Oh, we had a, when I was listening, we had a flat earther that wants to be on the show. He might be on Let's Get Jacked Up pretty soon, but uh, I was listening to Steve Gregg with Thursday or Tuesday, and he had a guy call up and said, you know, uh, this King James Bible that I've had for like, you know, it's been in my family for like 75 years. Um, uh, it, it used to say that two women were grinding at the mill, and now it says that two women are grinding. I think that Satan is supernatural. <laughs> <laughs> Change Johnny, stop. <laughs> no, he said it's a Christian it's, show. Uh, uh, so you're saying, okay, wait, you're saying that that same Bible, the words like actually changed in it, and the guy's like, oh, and he keeps going, you know, how it used to say the lion laid down with the lamb, and now it's the wolf and the and the lamb, and and Steve goes, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, are you saying? That the words in that same family Bible have actually supernaturally been changed by Satan. And the guy's like, well, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I don't agree. I don't think that happened. (laughs) What about your your family's Bible that is so important that Satan would do that? And let's be real. Maybe it's the Mandela effect. He just thought it was one way, but it was always something else. The King James Bible has always said two women are grinding, and it always assumed that you knew that they were making wheat. They were making flour. Right. Right. And now it's only in the very modernist context where you have a dirty mind and you have (laughs) something else. I mean, come on, people. Yeah. Dumb dumbs. And the lion never like. You know what? I'm glad that you brought up the flat earth thing and Mandela effect. You you didn't mention that that's the Mandela effect because it's an example. And QAnon, too, how the media and certain very well-funded individuals, we don't know who they are yet, but whoever funded Flat Earth, they are very, very organized. And it's worked very well on 
loving friends that I have that are just, let's just say, recovering drug addicts and a little bit, um, you know, suspicious of everything. They're, they're kind of hyper, like they, they tune into those little details, but then they don't, they won't let you ever talk to them logically. It's just like those kind of people, they love flat earth because it means that, well, I don't have to, you know, actually do all the research. I just believe in flat earth and that covers all the bases, you know, and then the modern info war. Oh, I don't actually have to watch any documentaries, legitimate document. I can just get into some weird QAnon thing and follow this guy's live stream every day and buy this guy's no, book. And- real. I mean, I know the QAnon is probably, you know, something, um, of something, but, uh, when you read some of these people, like they're grasping at straws to try to interpret what. Oh, did you see how Trump was standing between you know pillar six and pillar seven? That was to represent the right. seventh day of the forty fifth month of the you know lunar Mars coagulus or whatever. I'm like, what the heck are you talking about? It just means that maybe that was a good place for you know the lighting on his orange face. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, that's not the red list, though. I mean, that's this weird esoteric cult sect of yeah. these guys. Yeah. Yeah. They'll, it's amazing. Right. <laughs> the stuff they, the conclusions they draw from like nothing are really weird. When they're like saying, oh, it was right. posted at 9.27 and 36 seconds, and it was reposted again with their correction, you know, 30 <laughs> seconds later. And that 30 seconds, if you if you match up this date and time with that date and time, it means that nothing it doesn't matter you know it's like, <laughs> i will say this though there is you guys have to watch the movie beautiful mind with russell crowe it came out months yeah. before 9-11 oh. and it was a movie that discouraged conspiracy theorists um there's another movie that came out a few years ago with ethan hawk uh called recall or something to that effect about satanic ritual abuse which is really dead on have you seen that movie yeah Oh my gosh, it's a horrible, horrible, like I couldn't watch it all the way through the first time. And and then I watched the end of it and it was like, oh yeah, satanic ritual abuse is all fake. <laughs> You're like, wait, what? <laughs> like mm. I have friends that went through this and described exactly what he uh, goes through. Of course they know how to do it because that is the forefront of Hollywood. Yeah. You know, right. so of course it's going to have an accurate depiction of it because it's what they are practicing actively right now. You yeah, know? In the studio, the same studio. <laughs> right. I mean, they probably I mean, they, just. They, if you want to know what satanic ritual abuse footage. is, watch that Ethan Hawke movie that just came out a few years ago. And I mean, he is like a saint. He's like Jim Caviezel throughout the whole thing. You just you What's see called? the Holy Spirit on that actor. Um, it's something like Recall. It's on Amazon Prime. You can watch it okay. for free right now. Um, oh, nice! It's uh, something like Ethan that. Hawk. Anyway, he's Ethan Hawke. He's one of the best actors in Hollywood. Yeah. Doesn't do a whole lot of movies, but every time he does one, it's just like gold. But um, anyway, I want to get back to Flat Earth really quick, if you don't mind, because I do want to say this. I read uh, the Book of Enoch back in two thousand nine, and it really made me do some double takes, like. The Book of Enoch makes you think, wow, maybe this is fake because he kind of describes a world that's like really looks pretty flat. And the flat earthers, they love to expose the fake NASA images. And my point is there's a lot of uh, reason to doubting the worldview that the world has given us. So I'm not saying the earth is flat, but I'm just saying there's things out there in space 
and in um, just the understanding of how the Earth operates that we just don't know. And so I will give them that, you know, without becoming flat Earth by any means. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at on it. You know, like uh, <clears throat> very well could be a different shape. It doesn't have to be a globe, but I'm not. I certainly don't think it's flat either. Because it does. No, I'm not saying it's flat. I'm not saying you know NASA lies about everything. I think that they, for the most part, they show us what Pluto really does look like, or Saturn's rings, or whatnot. They, um, it's funny because they're not perfect, and sometimes they miss. Like, like NASA has all these images of the dark side of the moon, and you you can clearly see a four-kilometer-long cigar-shaped crashed spaceship on one of the uh, meteor craters. But when you go to Google Moon and you find the same coordinates, they've scrubbed it out. Uh-huh. So it makes a lot of boo-boos <laughs> you know, about what's really out there. Well, and, you know, I think that at the end of the day, the Earth is going to be shaped. You know you know who got it right? Oscar Mayer. We're shaped like a giant hot dog. <laughs> the shape is the – that's the distraction though. It's like, okay, it's a flat Earth or a globe dummy. It's like mm-hmm. that's not the argument. The argument is – what is reality? What yeah, is well, yeah, maybe maybe it's uh, you know when I was a kid, I had the, I would always stumble upon this epiphany of of uh, you know relative reality. You know the idea that you know my interpretation of even simple things like the color red. You know I might see the color red and say that that's red, but my visual interpretation of red is actually your visual interpretation of green. You know, and so it's like I, so I would always have this like, what if, you know, this is all, you know, like there'd be times when my eyes would kind of go blurry for a little bit and it almost seemed like it was like I was watching life through like a 35 millimeter film. And so it would just, you know, again, kind of playing on this, like, what if all of this is just kind of like a projection and none of it is actually, um, you know, hard evidence reality it's all just kind of like a, a an interpretation that your your body your spirit your mind whatever is coming up with to appease kind of i guess kind of like the matrix but you know whatever it is we come up with to uh, to appease the emotion or the feelings or whatever it is that we're dealing with that moment That's, yeah. That opens up a whole nother can of worms. Does anybody else want to tackle that? I know. I'm sorry. I just, I, you know, it's, I've had that. I've been wanting to share that for a long time, but didn't know when to. I thought now would be a good time. It's interesting. It's interesting. I, I'm like into reality. Like at the quantum level, I like to learn about that stuff. Yeah. And the, it, and people say that the universe is like, could be like a hologram, like we're in the matrix. Yeah. And, the universe really is hollow. There's really nothing to it. Um, actual substance. There's as much actual solid stuff in the universe, in our bodies, everywhere around us. There's as much actual solid stuff, the equivalent of how much actual solid stuff that is in the reality we live in is the equivalent is two seconds in 30,000 years. Ooh. That's how little 
of stuff is actually solid. The rest of it is all energy fields that gives us the illusion of solid matter. So we really are basically a projection. The universe is like a hologram. Um, so um, I don't know what you can draw from that. I mean, what does that mean? Reality, it is what it is, <laughs> you know, like they say, but... Um, I, it, the people, uh, St. Paul said that, that have, that the earth is cheap imitation of heaven. So that the things in heaven are more actually real. I think they're probably more solid than what we're living in. So we think of them as like this ethereal, uh, wispy, uh, plane with no actual substance. It's spiritual, but it's probably the reverse. We're the ones that are thin and wispy and they're the ones that are really solid matter. I think it's, yeah, I think that's what I think. Well, it's all about interpretation, and and it's all about uh, you know perception. I mean, the same reason why you and I can go into uh, a room and have you know feel a dark force or not feel a dark force. It's all about your perception, you know. And I think that the the more spiritually in tune you are with your environment, the easier it is for you to recognize things that just seem like they're not quite what they are, you know. And going back to the whole topic of the day, which is, you know, the control factor, I think that it's so long as we're de- depending on the things that we can see, you know, this reality-based life that we live, especially those who are non-Christian, who are on this reality-based, like, you know, physically have to touch it in order to believe it, um, you know, we're 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 in a you know in a ticking time bomb man it's it's gonna get really it's gonna get a whole lot worse before it gets better that's for sure um yeah and if we have to stay we have to we have to support each other too because we're now we're on the outside looking in and kind of we're kind of on the outskirts and where there's not a lot of emotional and um you know, uh, counseling and psychological support. We gotta, we gotta look out for each other. We gotta support each other because, right. especially the fringe Christians, because, uh, the church hates us because we're fringe and the world hates us because we're Christians. So we're kind of <laughs> we're way out there alone. We got to look out for each other in this little community Nobody that we're in. I think so. I'm glad I have you guys and, and, and the listeners. And everything, because without you guys and the listeners, I'd be probably be totally mental or more than I am now. <laughs> That's funny. You guys ever play that video game back in the early '90s called Skate or Die? Yes. Uh, yes. Uh huh. I didn't, but I just love the name. I feel like right now it's like podcast or die. Like share the truth or die. That's right. Yeah. Well, it's me if I preach not the gospel. It's kind of the latest thing now. Say that again, Johnny. Share the truth and die is kind oh, of the latest. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Especially that, you know. So the- here's what I have to say about, yeah, the inaugur- everything is fake now, right? So um, there was a really good book about St. Thomas Aquinas, the great theologian that uh, G.K. Chesterton wrote, which when I was a good Christian back in the day, I read. And it was all about this. It boiled down all the Summa Theologica, all those books that nobody has time to read, but 
which were defending the faith against the Gnostic religions of his time, of the Asian religions that were bleeding over from Asia and India into Christendom. And the basic uh, plot line of the book is this. You should read it. G.K. Chesterton, St. Thomas Aquinas. But the basic plot line was the Gnostics believe that matter and physical material stuff is somehow sinful. And what St. Thomas Aquinas did was he defended on the basis of, well, Jesus Christ manifested into the physical realm and he incarnated and he died for us. And he basically proved that stuff matters and it does have a physical form and a reality and that's important. So it sounds kind of like a philosophical debate, but when you start finding out that there's these weird philosophies that are just bleeding into everything, making you doubt the Bible and doubt reality and doubt your basic common sense, you'll understand that we are, and oh man, I need to interview Gary Wayne again. He's so good on this, but he's basically the Gnostic philosophy is to destroy the the foundation of why we even need the Bible. So they're, it's really clever. They're not directly attacking the Bible, but they're making you think, well, you know, I mean, what's reality? How do I know if a color is truly a color? Everything is subjective, you know? And then Satan sets you up and you'll be like, ooh, and the Bible's false. And you're like, ooh. <laughs> Get what I'm saying? Yes. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Very, yeah wow. very good. They, they make you question everything, and so they can feed you something else. Yeah. Yeah, that's why we have to, as French Christians too, we've got to have a basis in reality and common sense and the Bible. And of course, the King James Bible only. <laughs> but have like a good foundation. You know, listen to Aaron Baxter and, and Derek Prince and um, James some good, James some good pastors, guys. People are listening. They're writing them down. <laughs> Steve Gregg, yep. narrowpath.com. That's a real good one. Listen to it every day, baby. You know, in the Bible, especially itself, because a lot of people have problems reading like I do. I'm ADD. I listen to Daily Audio Bible, dailyaudiobible.com, dailyaudiobible.com. That's dailyaudiobible.com. It's read by an ex-rock star, so he's really cool, and he sounds like the. it's a really fun to listen to. And if you listen to it for 15 minutes a day, that's all it takes. You get through the entire Bible in one year. Hello. So I the whole Bible in one year for like three or four years. So people say, oh, you know about much about the Bible. Well, yeah, I listen to dailyaudiobible.com. 15 minutes a day, people. That's what you can Dailyaudiobible.com. That's dailyaudiobible.com. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you have 15 Wait, minutes. Wait, you didn't say it three times. That's dailyaudiobible.com. <laughs> <laughs> That's dailyaudiobible.com. <laughs> Daily. No, but, you know, like you're driving to work, you know, you got 15 minutes. You're washing the dishes. You got 15 minutes. I mean, 15 minutes a day, you get through the entire Bible in one year. I mean, come on. They need to pay you, Johnny. You, I don't know anybody that's promoted them more than you. <laughs> Personally, I go with Alexander Scurby. You know, yeah, see, it's or not. you can listen to James Earl Jones reading the whole Bible too. You know, you can have Darth Vader reading the Bible. <laughs> I mean, 
Those guys, that's why people don't listen to the Bible. This dailyaudiobible.com, this is, this is, that guy's really cool. He's fun to listen to. You know, it's like modern, and he's, he's really, really cool. So, that's my whole point. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, that's Johnny, though. It's pure Bible. You know, he doesn't even talk about pastors. Like, I'm kind of, I kind of have maybe, uh, some man worship demons I need to get rid of because I always talk about this or that pastor. Johnny just goes directly to the Bible. That's what I really appreciate about him. And that's why he's allowed me to exist on the French Radio Network. <laughs> <laughs> he's not in somebody's cult. He's just like, okay, well, Basham technically checks out according to the Bible. Well, well yeah, Michael Basham, he's like all wild, but he knows his Bible. I mean, there's just no question about that. He's got a solid foundation. So he, he brings on, you know, Michael, you bring on a lot of weird mystic guests and stuff. But, you know, whenever you're talking and going off on stuff, it's all anchored in a guy like you who actually really knows his Bible. So, so I really there. that about you. I'm going to take that clip. Ah. I'm going to put that on my resume. (laughs) Do it. No, you guys all know your Bibles really well. I was really impressed by Tim and Bobby when I first heard them. And, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's all wild, but it's all really anchored in a really solid foundation, which is good for the listeners. I always worry yeah. about the new believers who are listening. Um, I don't care if they're listening to wild, mystic, weird stuff. As long as somebody's not leading them down the wrong path away from actual Bible knowledge, you know, like into places like uh, Flat Earth or places like, which is, you know, totally the wrong way. And then, and then Hebrew Roots, there's a lot of that trying to lead you back to the law and away from Jesus. Yeah. That's incredibly dangerous to know. Yeah, I interviewed a few of those people and you should have seen my Twitter feed or my Facebook feed. Johnny was like, this guy is Hebrew Ruth. What are you thinking, pal? And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I made him delete that guy. Well, he was on there saying we should probably rip out most of the books out of our New Testament. I heard that. I'm like, oh, yikes. Well, you, really? you know, I had a pastor once that it was a special guest on our show, I mean, uh, um, at our church, and he says, you know, sometimes when it comes to these guys that you see on TV or you hear on the radio, you got to, you got to, uh, you know, chew it up, eat the meat and spit out the bones, referring to basically you have to, you have to do your homework and make sure that they're telling the truth and whatever isn't the truth, you just cast it aside. And I'm like, what the heck? No, that's not proper logic. That's that's still giving invitation for people who don't who who are going to end up choking on the bones because they don't know to spit them out. You know, oh. I was like, what the heck are you talking wow. about? Oh, wow. no, absolutely. Right. you have to be you have to be equipped to be able to do that. That's what yeah. I'm saying. And this guy, he gave, he came on, you know, he was a special guest pastor because our pastor was on vacation, picked by our pastor, by the way, to, to be on, um, uh, sit, stand in our pulpit. And, um, he, yeah, he proceeded to say that, you know, I listened to this guy, I listened to that guy, and none of them were, um, super, uh, you know, like, uh, one of, what do you say? He's like, oh, yeah, I, you know, sometimes I listen to Benny Hinn, and, you know, sometimes he's got some good things to say. You just have to learn to, uh, interpret and, and navigate through what's good and what's not. And I was like, well, I, nah. I would agree with that. The only thing is, how do you, how do you become equipped? 
by listening that, to teachers. That's it. The thing is, is that if you're not properly trained, that's a dangerous path because if if you don't know where to put your foot, your spiritual foot, and you depend on these guys, you're going to end up reaching out and grabbing their hand instead of God's hand. Yeah, you're gonna end up chewing the bone and swallowing it, and getting it stuck in your throat, and have right. have, and you have this weird whistle when you cough, and it's just annoying. <laughs> <laughs> you're in the emergency room. You got a scope down. You got a thing down your throat to pull it out. No, he's sitting next to Beetlejuice. Don't you remember that one? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> choking on some some rib bones. You know, <laughs> poor Tim. What are you doing, Tim? Oh, I'm just enjoying it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I pictured Tim doing That's every time good. so when I'm sitting across from Tim every time you guys say something that he gets excited about he does this like mini fist pump in the air with this with this grin like he just won the lottery and then off air you hear him say yeah <laughs> <laughs> Hide or something. I thought we may take him to the emergency room. No. <laughs> no. Yes. Uh, hey, Tim, are you ready for some uh, news yes. so yes. we can uh, be done and get out? Or are we skipping it tonight? No, we can do. Uh, you got like three good uh, news things. I think I could find a couple. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we got. It's time for Bobby's Crazy News. Yeah, Bobby's Crazy News <laughs> brought to you by Iron Show and Spirit Wars tonight. Oh, it's great to have you guys on together. <laughs> All, right. All right. So, hey, guys, uh, really quick. I mean, I've just got a couple to go through, and I, I was going to get all serious, but I thought, you know, What's the point in that? Uh, so, have you ever been to Subway? Subway sandwiches, you know, they got the, the, the what is it, Eat Fresh? Yes. I always get the Italian BMT, the big meat treat. That's what's right. With extra tomatoes, lettuce, jalapeno peppers, and provolone cheese, not toasted. Thank you. Oh, yes. The non toasted is so much better. Yeah, with vinegar on it because it's Italian. You know, I didn't know that provolone was a cheese until I actually. Went to Subway. <laughs> it's like, it's like, yeah, it's like pizza cheese, sort of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I bet it, whatever it is, it sure is yummy. Oh, it's uh, so for those of you who like shopping at Subway for your sandwiches and get the tuna. I don't know if you guys have heard about the story. Oh, my but, other. Uh, oh no! Yeah. No. On wild bread. Did you know that uh, the star in, uh, ingredient, according to a lawsuit against Subway, is made from anything but tuna? And that based on an independent lab test of multiple samples taken from Subway locations all across California, the quote-unquote tuna is a mixture of various concoctions that do not constitute tuna yet have been blended together by uh defendants to imitate the appearance of tuna like what i'm getting there <laughs> uh it says we we found that the ingredients were not tuna and not even fish uh oh, it says here, yeah yeah like imitation crab like i yeah. like their tuna, the tuna is good. Uh, I'm, I'm trying, trying to, to find it. it doesn't give a, a list 
It doesn't give a it like says it. here that it, it just says that uh, uh, they they were saving substantial sums of money in manufacturing the products based uh, on this you know the, with these fabricated ingredients um, that they would use in place of tuna to save them money, right? Wow. Um, and that it um, basically they were saving yeah it was all about just saving money. And so it, it was – this is what's nuts is that McDonald's, who everyone would say is probably like the most um, you know, unreal food, is they, they have 100 percent beef. They have real cheese. They've got you know, buns that you know, can last uh, the, you know, some sort of uh, a nuclear fallout. But still, <laughs> apparently they're actually better for you than eating the tuna fish at uh, Subway. Wow. Wow. Every time I eat at Subway, I always get heartburn and I'm still hungry, which means my body is like, what the uh, frick is this crap? Yeah, you you know, know, like, give me some real food. Just, you lined your gut with, with liquid plastic. Ugh. Food Babe, she already exposed Subway years ago that their bread is made out of cardboard. What? Isn't that? Well, you know, and uh, they just recently were under scrutiny because their 12 inch, their foot longs are actually only 11 inches. Oh. <laughs> leave that joke for another day, but. Uh, <laughs> okay. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that's like the the joke. Why my wife doesn't know how long a mile is. Yeah, yeah, because everything is messed up in her measurements. Yes, because oh. <laughs> I convinced her. Never mind. Yeah. Um, all right, um, let's I stop while we're ahead started. and save our marriages, guys. That's you know, I'm stopping right now. All right, so how about this? Have you guys ever heard of this rapper called Lil Uzi? Called what? Lil Uzi. Uzi, like the gun. Oh, Lil oh. Uzi. V e r t. Well, this man is a – apparently he's a fan of um, the Marvel Universe Oh, because he just paid – he had to save money. Um, how much you ask? $12 million – no, I'm sorry, $24 million. $1 million. <laughs> for a diamond, a purple – I mean a pink diamond um, to have surgically implanted in his forehead. Wow. Yes. And then the danger of infection. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So he'd surgically implanted in his forehead. He looks like the dude. Uh, oh, what's his name from uh, from Iron Man? Um, oh, why can't I think of the guy's name? The old one? Uh, the new one? Yeah, the superhero that's like, uh, he's like actually like 100% cybernetic. Like he's not real. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, the guy that um, has wings. Or no, the, not no, has wings. Vision. The one who's Don't you guys dead. ever watch Marvel movies? Vision, Vision, yeah. He, Vision. Yeah, thank you. I'm sorry. That was odd. Thank you. Thank you. He looks like Vision. It's like as if Vision was, uh, uh, you know, um, a, a, a heavily tattooed African-American man. Uh <laughs> He would have uh, no. with a pink diamond in his forehead. Yeah. Okay, I don't care about the diamond implant or anything. Is he nice? Is he a nice guy? That's all I care about. Yeah. Uh, right. I'm trying to think here. I don't think so. Oh, okay. <laughs> Bummer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know. 
Uh, it says it took him. He had to save up for three years in order to afford this diamond. It's a it's twenty four carat natural pink um, uh, uh, diamond. Right. It's it's completely one hundred percent flawless. It's like the most pristine diamond or whatever. And uh, it's funny when I told this to my what to Karen, she's like, "Ah, oh, he'll be headless soon." <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. That's the easiest way to get that diamond out of his head. I mean, let's be real. Oh man! So yeah. So if you guys have got you know twelve million bucks laying around and and you know have always wanted to have a, uh, a tw- an eleven carat diamond in your face, hit this guy up. It's gonna be tough standing in front of Jesus. Jesus is like, what's that? Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? It actually so won't. I wanted to be one of the, the 144,000 chosen. <laughs> That's not how you do it. <laughs> yes. Yes. But you, know, you have to remember that all of our treasures will be left here. So he's just going to have a hole in his head. Yeah. And this is going to say, what happened to you? Yeah. Yeah. Because his treasures are on earth. So he'll be in heaven with just this big hole in his forehead. <laughs> yep. To be fair, though, that uh, that character in Marvel is called Vision, and he's a combination of all the great Marvel characters from Thor to Captain America to Iron Man, a, a con- kind of conglomeration AI manifestation yeah. of all the great heroes. And then he receives the Mind Stone, I think it is, and he has this Mind Stone which gives him um, a consciousness – uh, yeah. personal consciousness before that, that he was service so i don't know if you remember he was actually uh I- iron man's um computer that's your service sir check we'll do so i have indeed been uploaded sir we're online and ready oh right yeah jarvis yeah yes. he was yeah, but jarvis. he becomes his own person so i think there's right. a new series about him so that's a good topic for people there to is. consider it's, because on, that's like, it's on disney yeah oh really yeah yeah, Disney Plus, they, and it's cool because they're kind of opening up the universe because it's all you know because Disney owns everything. Um, they they've got all of their kind of like um, uh, Marvel Universe stuff coming together, and and so they've included new supervillains, and yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, all right, so I've got one last to go, maybe two. Really quick, if you guys love cheese, just know that Super Bowl. Um, you know, there's. They're estimating that 12 million pounds of cheese is going to be consumed during the Super Bowl. So, you know, make sure to eat your fill. Gee whiz. Oh, my gosh. Well, cheese yeah. whiz. Yeah, cheese whiz. Cheese whiz. <laughs> yes. And on that, uh, do you guys know who – do you guys have your predictions for the for the game? Uh, uh, I don't even know who's playing. No, the Raiders got knocked out, so I don't even care. Yeah. It's uh, Tampa Bay and uh, Kansas City. Chiefs. Uh, uh, Kansas City. Yeah, I'm going to say Chiefs, but I don't know. My prediction is major Illuminati commercials. Yes, that would be <laughs> yes. any year before. That would be the actual <laughs> show, the halftime show, to see all the little things we could see. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I would. I'd love. I would love to be able to remember last year. That was when Karen first started coming on the show, and she's like. Your idea with the Illuminati and the ta- and the halftime show is a, a you know pile of poo poo. Oh, is it really? But, uh, <laughs> yes. Well, according to uh, Reuters, um, there is a a rescued bottlenose dolphin that has been able to accurately predict the Super Bowl um, for uh, at least three and uh, has. <laughs> 
deem that Tampa Bay is going to slightly win. Yeah, it could be rigged for Tom Brady. Yeah. How does how does he do it? Does he just like talk like how many? Yeah. Or it says, Who will it's, win uh, the Super Bowl? Ego. Go. Go one it's, for Tampa Bay here, and two you, for Kansas you, um, City. Say what? What happened? I I have a 23 year old woman who was selected to be the navigator for her team, her team of driving instructors. But the but her problem was that she struggled to know light right from left, so she Yikes. has just tattooed uh, them on her hands. What? Right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Somebody like her becoming like a team, uh, like a, a navigator for her driving instructor team who doesn't know right from left. That's like AOC in Congress. <laughs> and I just start to hear these yells of, where is she? Where is she? <laughs> now, that's true. Qualified anything. Okay, back to you, Bobby. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> Uh, so really quickly, it's an 18-year-old dolphin, and it's selected the winning team by touching the ball featuring the logo of the team with its nose. <laughs> it it actually has been is accurately predicted the last seven sports-related predictions. Well, yeah, so, that you know, pretty good off. So it looks like um, it looks like the Chiefs are going to take it. Kansas City's going to win. I mean, they can't. Tampa Bay can't take Kansas City. That's not going to happen. I don't watch. I don't watch the, the you know football. I, I don't know what's going on. They don't hit home Are runs. Are they going to have actual audience in the stadiums, or is it going to all be like fake plastic, mm-hmm. you know, paper cutouts? I think they have. You know, I think they could have like eight thousand or something like that in there. Yeah. Maybe like every third thousand people at the Super Bowl. Oh my gosh! It may be. It well, might I just want to see the commercials. But... You know, I had an interview lined up with Doctor Joy, uh, Doctor Joy Pooh. You know, the um, the Antichrist lady, and uh, she she was like, "Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. We're going to have to reschedule because it's Super Bowl, and I'm going to watch the Illuminati ceremonies." And I'm like, <laughs> "Sure, <laughs> <laughs> I guess this is a big deal. Like, it's going to be." A big Illuminati Super Bowl. Yeah, I, I, I let's let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Um, all right, so last one, then we'll call it a night. So, do you guys? I don't know if you guys saw that uh, during the inauguration, it was a really big uh, Bernie mittens. Did you guys see <laughs> yes. the Bernie mitten memes that were popping up everywhere? <laughs> yes, the highlight of the inauguration. <laughs> Highly hilarious. Yes. Well, apparently, the creator of the Bernie mittens has partnered up with the teddy bear company, and they plan on making Bernie Bear Mittens. <laughs> and the great. proceeds going to the Make-A-Wish Foundation in Vermont. <laughs> Bernie's home state, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> you know he's he's not going to donate to it because he's too busy with his, you know, because everybody has two homes. Uh, it's what we do here in Vermont. 
<laughs> we we don't comb our hair, and we uh, have two homes: one for the summer and one for the winter. Uh, you know, I fly like I fly to each one in my jet. They're only five minutes away, but my jet's so toasty because you know I use all that petrol, uh, as the Europeans call it. That was that was That's good, better. wasn't that? That was you couldn't impress with it. Yes. <laughs> that was an inauguration anomaly. It was that only thing that beat that was the uh, sanitation guy. That I mean, I'm sorry, but that was just hilarious. You got the guy Wait, that just like. Him. So I didn't watch the inauguration. I just watched little clips. And after every speaker, some dude came up with the. He had like a little spray of sanitizer, and he would go <laughs> wipe everything down. <laughs> You know, he got the top of his head, he, you know, <laughs> it was, it was highly entertaining. Yeah. And in some cases, the guy, the guy would literally cut people off or like someone would start walking up to the uh, microphone and he would like block them, do a little like shoulder check and, <laughs> and clean it. <laughs> yeah. That was his like whole job. Yeah, yeah, he was like a like a fifty something dude, and his only job was to make sure that the that the the uh, the pedestal was clean. They tried to give that job to AOC, but she wasn't qualified. <laughs> <laughs> no, she keeps spilling the drinks. <laughs> oh. Ooh. <laughs> oh, that's great! But that's say that she was a good one. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> that was crazy. They had the, the 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 cleaning boy. That was just so weird. Was, this is wrong. This is so wrong. This sends a bad message to America. Well, maybe that guy was That's the whole the- point. That was the whole point. I think that it was point it was done there to show it's like it's like the brainwashing, right? All you're doing is is throwing the suggestion. Just like the masks, masks are more are a suggestion. It's like a subliminal thing to show people that without your mask, you need to be afraid. Another thing with the masks and the social distancing, that's one of the first things you, well, at least in ancient times, that was one of the first things they would do because it keeps people from talking to each other and making plans. Against, you know, whoever took over. So, yeah. Problem is, is that like people like me, I'm a loudmouth, so I like I talk with everybody. So, you know, it don't matter if you got your mask on or not. I'm still gonna, I'll stay, I'll, I'll have a conversation with you with my eyes. Just tell that through a mask. It's to be like, <laughs> no, you know what'll end up happening? I'll just pull my mask down and start talking. If you don't like it, tough. That's what happens, you know, in the stores and everywhere I go, like here in Oregon, you have to wear a mask if you go into any store and stuff. And it's just what happens. People pull their mask down and tell you because you don't hear them the first time. They just pull their mask down and tell you. (laughs) People just can't comply. I mean, they just can't can't do it. (laughs) They say (laughs) you're trying to talk to to somebody and you're like saying like, how are you? (laughs) 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 You have to literally like take off the stupid thing and be like, "I'm fine. How are you?" <laughs> oh yeah, someone like myself. I I don't know why, but I'm always like I look at people's mouths when they talk. Like I have to read their lips as they're talking. So I find that I can't understand what people are saying, even if normally I'd be able to hear them clearly because I become so dependent on like associating the sound with the mouth movement. And so like yeah, 
But I mean, like it doesn't even really matter. I went into the into Target over here by us a couple of days ago, and you know, the the cashier is talking to me, and uh, his uh, his mask has slipped below his mouth, but he's got it on. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so, whatever. And so, I personally don't. Care. I think it's stupid. We got a we have a restaurant here locally that we try to support. In fact, I'm going to go ahead and throw it out there. Uh, the Luna's Italian Restaurant in uh, Old Town Clovis, and they are um, they they are uh, quietly protesting by making masks optional and allowing full capacity dining. Nice. Wow, that's great. Yeah. Rebels. Do they have? They are- yeah, so we go there. I mean, we've been there probably. Uh, let's see, in the past six weeks, four times. Do they have like good Alfredo? Do they? Have you had their Alfredo? They have been around for probably fifty years, and they are by far the best Italian restaurant that I've had in probably ever. Do they make like pizza, pizza too? Everything is scratch. Yes, they do. They make calzones, pizza. They have Italian. Uh, so their their Alfredo is hand, is homemade, handmade, and it's that real like real buttery. Uh, like if you try to microwave it the next morning, it's like already kind of like coagulated because there's so much butter in it. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it's the good real stuff. Alfredo is made with whipping cream and Parmesan cheese. That's what it is. That's why it does that. Yeah. Yeah. It's into yeah, butter. Theirs is really good. Wow. You're making me hungry. I love it. Hey, you, when you come to visit us, which will never happen, but when you come to visit us with, with uh, Mr. Michael Basham, we'll have a, a show in their restaurant. Yes. It's great. I, I don't know them, and I probably I highly doubt that it would happen, but, you know, because I don't think you'll ever come to visit. I'm going to make promises I can't keep. What do you think about that? We'll at least go there and we'll make a video about it. Well, I'll be 87, but I'll be there. I mean, <laughs> I'll will you in with your in your wheelchair and your uh, oxygen mask, yeah. and uh, yeah, and it'll be California. You'll remove my mask, give me a bite, and put my mask back on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just like Governor Newsom said. Double mask. Bad. Maybe we'll like accidentally spill a little bit of it on the side of your mouth. Oops. <laughs> and who knows? Maybe you'll have a trach by then. We'll just spoon feed you into the trach. You know that'll be good. <laughs> With a funnel, old school. Yeah. yeah, but we'll have to chew on the meat before you spit it out, and then we'll just shove it down your throat. You know. With <laughs> the plunger, I mean, and we'll say chew on the meat and spit out the bones, Johnny. What did we tell you? Probably just stuff. Don't you remember that? Let's get jacked up episode. <laughs> That's yeah. right. You'll, hey, you'll Johnny. Whole chicken I, and I'll be like chicken. <laughs> yes, I love chicken. I want to clarify really quick though. I, I wanted to. I apologize because I know that um, it will be tooth optional. So if you wanted to just gum it, you're more than welcome to that too. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> I, you know, insult to injury. I guess I don't know. I just felt like the need. It's after eleven here, uh, and so my mouth is getting really loose. Yeah, pouring vinegar in in the in the cut. That's okay. That's I'm sorry. For that's friends hey. for teeth or not, you're still uh, probably one of the hottest Johnny McMahon's I know. Gee, thank you. <laughs> just one of them. I, mean, I really do. <laughs> Enough though. I just want Tim to take care of me. Forget about you. Yeah. See. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'll be talking about. I'll be talking. I'll be 
taking care of the two of you because y'all will be so caught up in your you know conspiracy theories and whatnot, you're gonna straight up lose your minds. Dude, it's conspiracy and, you know, fact by now. Level left. Yeah, me and Tim, that's how we were talking about um, starting the whole show was, you know, uh, talking about what we've been talking about, you know, and, uh, you know, the, the like, like Joe Biden in the, in the Oval Office, and it's not the Oval Office, it's a studio in Hollywood, and, uh, like, we have all the proof and stuff, and all this stuff that me and Tim have been talking about, we, we're starting to need counseling, so. Counselor. <laughs> <laughs> Mark. Well, the problem is, I, I, you know, you guys claim to have taken the red pill, but I think you've not taken any pills, and you're like <laughs> tripping on LSD or something. I don't know. No, the thing is, the thing is, and that's you know, that's what we're getting from everybody. You know, that's why we have to depend on each other. Me and Tim constantly encouraging each other that we're not going insane. <laughs> I wonder if anybody right. actually knows they're going insane. How's that working? That's I'm pretty good, really. I mean, because if we turn out to be wrong, you know, we don't, we know that we don't know everything. You know, yeah. you know. We're, well, you know, I'm, we know. I'm, I'm very tug in cheek with that with all of those responses. I think that you guys, you know, you guys are are smart people, and you 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 may very well be onto something. Uh, but you know, as I said, it, to me, I, I I'm. You know, I haven't deemed all of this uh, theatrics to be important yet because I feel like there's still, you know, it's like it's okay. So it's like a giant pimple that hasn't come to surface yet. You don't want to start messing with it until it's ready. Otherwise, you're just going to hurt yourself. Well, for the people who like are like me and, Tim and Stephanie, um, you know, and, and fake Johnson, this stuff. Mm waiting for something to happen you can't i mean if something was happening out in the open to where you could see it or even know about it it wouldn't work so whatever's happening is happening quietly and very secretly because these types of things isn't it good that you guys are are questioning stuff and looking at the q stuff without being in the q cult or any conspiracy like this is really fringe looking at the fake inauguration the fake presidency this is really important that this this conversation goes on because everybody else they're either you know Alex Jones's media network where he decides you know or someone yeah. else's uh, personal thing but the fringe we're kind of um we're more democratic like a lot of people can have their own ideas and that makes us a lot stronger in the end about what's really going on right and yeah. i would that. Yeah. When you're in this, like when you're like me and Tim and stuff, we show each other videos and pictures, and we're like, you know, what do you think of this? We're trying to, we will we'll give each one like a weight of this is probably true or probably not true, and we're trying to be real, like um, level-headed about it. So, and right. if none of it comes out, you know, it's not like we're gonna like jump off a cliff because. We're not totally a hundred percent convinced of this. We're we're in the nineties, though, right, Tim? Oh yeah, we're in the nineties. <laughs> I mean, look, it's just something's going on. Whether we whether what what you say it is or not, but uh, Michael, what did uh, you hear on Alex Jones today? I forgot to ask you that when you first came on. Well, oh, it was just Steve Pachenik who kind of um, really blew its mouth off a few weeks ago and said, "There's no way." Joe Biden's going to be president, and he based all of his credibility on that statement. 
And then he dared come back on the show today. It was one of the best interviews ever because he was really like trying to backtrack, but Alex Jones wasn't giving it to him. He was really making him own it. And what basically I would say the positive stuff for us all was, well, look, Trump is in Florida. He's setting up his own office of command and the military is still more or less loyal to him. So everything else that you're seeing, like the troops are moving into Syria and it's World War Three. Well, no, there there's a minimal amount of the military that might go along with Biden, but it's really Trump is still the president who was duly elected. And it's just Trump is decide he decided to make it look like Biden was president to find out who is really loyal. And now we know who's a backstabber, and it's pretty much everybody Almost in Washington. All of them. And he quoted Art of War, Sun Tzu, The Art of War, where you yeah. allow your enemy to reveal his position. So we're still very much at war. Trump has been completely silent. Did he make a statement today? I, I forgot. There might have been a small thing, but he's basically not saying anything. Yeah, right. Um, so just not saying trust the plan, you know, but it's, it's still. Well, it's God's, not over. God's and, in control, and I believe he still has a plan. His plan that look, yeah, Trump won, and he already won. He already gave us the victory. So I believe in God's timing, not our timing. In God's timing, Trump right. will be the president. And you know what? God will get the glory that way, and not Trump, and not a bunch of military QAnon people or right. whatever. God will get the glory for the salvation of America. First, there might be – I was on Ryan O'Neill's show a few days ago, and I was studying um, the horror of Babylon. And the fact that they're walling up Washington, D.C. might fulfill the horror of Babylon prophecies mm. for America and constrain it to Washington, D.C. How epic would that be That'd if be all awesome. those Masonic structures and all this swamp was there in Washington, D.C., and then China and Russia attack and they nuke it? The ten kings of the earth burn the horde, of, and by then it's Kamala Harris as president to make it even more perfect. You know the wow. horde that rides the beast, and that's mm. when everybody's just shock and awe. Washington was nuked by Putin and China and a bunch of ten kings. You know that might be good that they're all walling themselves off like the Vatican or something like. You know, we want to we want to get all the evil people in one place. Let them have their little stupid Washington D.C. Let them pretend they're in control. Nobody believes in them. Nobody voted for them. Nobody likes them. And let God judge them. And He will use. It says God will give to the ten kings one mind to burn the whore, basically. So it's God's will. Like we we already elected the president. It did nothing. Like let God do it and yes. let Him use the new world order, the antichrist system to basically destroy um, a Biden Kamala presidency. Well, that's well you know, if that logic is, is true, I mean, how amazing would that be to, to, to again show that, you know, God can use any evil for good and the, you know, Satan uh, thinking that he's that much closer, just thrown back into his place, you know? <laughs> Well, that would be great. And God's done that. I mean, he used Nebuchadnezzar. He used so, uh, a list of people, uh, the king of Tyre. He's all used. He's that's, he's used a lot of evil people to do his will. And it's right there in the Bible. You know, he even called he even called Nebuchadnezzar his servant. 
and Pharaoh. <laughs> Irvin. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something like that could happen. Tim and myself are more realistic. We don't necessarily think Trump will be back. We do think the military will eventually completely step in and set up a new government. And if it's Trump, uh, maybe, I don't know. I don't, we don't necessarily think so. It could be somebody like Senator Hawk, Holly, uh, somebody like that. Uh, but we think that the military will eventually replace What's there, right? The administration that's there now. Do you, have a, do you have a perspective time frame, or you just think that it's something that will eventually happen before this president, this this uh, four years is up? That's Tim's area, the time frame. Uh, okay. Well, Tim, what do you think? What's your time frame? If he did do the 1871 thing, if he signed that to abolish it months ago, uh, then it's going to be March 4th of 2021 that if Trump is you know coming back then it would be Trump will be inaugurated on March 4th uh, now I've heard something that say well it's taking longer than we're, we'd hoped and now it would be March 4th 2022 I don't see that happening I don't know but um, like I said that's why it's in God's time you know I heard something where Mike Lindell my, my pillow guy he was in an interview yesterday and he, and he says that uh, that you know, God doesn't work in time frames. He doesn't work in time. It's not like God says, "Oh, it's uh, March twentieth, or or I mean, or it's January twentieth, or it's January whatever." You know, God has His own power. He's on His own time frame. He has no time frame, and so He's going to do justice when He wants to do it. And uh, so mm. that's where we are. You know, the time frame. I don't know. Uh, March fourth is a possibility, but if it's if it's not then. Then it's up to God. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And one thing I'd like to just say in closing is before we leave, whoever's the president, we need to pray for him. Absolutely. Because whoever it is, it's important for Americans to pray for their president. You know. So if you want to pray for Okay. But I have to add something to that too because the fringe uh, perspective would be every other show on the fringe for the last. 15 years has been saying America Babylon America will be destroyed whatever you know Benjamin Baruch um, it's probably going to be like this we know America has to be humbled weakened taken out of the picture in order so that the one world government can really establish itself on all continents and Mm -hmm. this might be what we're seeing right now whether you know Trump gets in or not whether there's a civil war or not America is brought down very, very humbled from what it used to be. And meanwhile, we need to look at the next steps of the bigger picture of a global, you know, United Nations uh, mutant, one world government, maybe Prince William, I don't know, some guy shows up and he's the Antichrist. America at that point will not be able to fight the one world government. And that's Mm. where I would just say the the overall fringe Christian uh, movements perspective will be you know towards that more or less i would like to say though to address that Hmm. is that the bible doesn't say anything about a one world government and it doesn't say anything about a one world religion it does say that there will be ultimately a one guy that causes everyone to worship the image of the beast and to take the mark of the beast so it could be all the nations 
are doing just fine until the beast shows up and just takes everybody out. So there's nothing in the Bible about the nation slowly forming into a one world government. That's strictly Hal Lindsey type speculation. So I'd like to just make that counterpoint against you, Michael. <laughs> well, get Matthew Miller on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about the Ten Kings? Ready for the yet? If we got you and and, and McMahon and uh, and what's his name on here too? Sorry, it's midnight. I'm tired. If we got the three of you guys on the show, I'm pretty sure the internet would just shut down. <laughs> Maybe we're the One World Government, and oh. the Fringe Radio Network is going to assume control over the planet, and then so the you, will take it away you. from us. You know what? I think, lastly, I think that the Let's Get Jacked Up guys, you guys need to go and get a hold of all the classic people. Like, get get Joe Speck, get uh, Steve Quayle, call the Skywatch TV, Derek Gilbert. Go through the list. Jim Wilhelmson. Find out everybody Canary Cry's ever interviewed. Interview Canary Cry. Get them all. And then one Mm. day, have them all on, like, a giant, like, ten guest mega episode and then you'll basically take over the whole movement at that point <laughs> hey michael what's what's jim wilhelmson up to i haven't heard from him in a while yeah he's he's around i'm um i'm gonna hopefully get him on the show again soon he's he's a legend he's um definitely still still uh, making his rounds he's just not on the um the opposing the matrix show he uh he left that so he's kind of rogue so send him an email let's get him on the shows yeah i like him did i ever tell you tim did i ever tell you my jim wilhelmson story when he was on my show no <laughs> oh it was like 10 years ago and uh he, he had found out that his wife voted for obama his wife told him she voted for obama oh, and he oh, went no. nuclear on her and tore up the house and <laughs> and she kicked him out of the house and made him move into the tool shed. Oh. So he was doing the show from the tool shed. <laughs> Whoa. That's uh, why he did that. Did he do, did he do the same thing to her once they she realized what Obama was doing? I no, he no. He, I, well, I don't know. <laughs> no, I think he very humbly and timidly said, "I'm sorry. Will you please let me back in the house?" Scared <laughs> uh, spiders here in the tool shed. Please let me back in the house. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll vote for Obama next time. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do anything you say. Please let me take a shower. Uh, <laughs> it's funny. That's wow. how it works out in real life. There's like all this stuff that like me and Tim are talking about, and then there's how it's really going to work out in real life. And it's yeah. like usually <laughs> somewhere in between, you know. Right. It's, it's man. It's called man reality versus reality. Yes. Real- uh, <laughs> Because, you know, when we all get together as men, we, you know, we come up with these grandiose ideas. But at the end of the day, if, if you, especially if you're a married man, uh, you have your plans after sh- her plans are done. Yeah. Yeah. Bottom line. All yes. right. So, all right, yeah. Mr. Timbo, it's midnight. I think it's time for us to close up the show. Can, <laughs> yeah. uh, do you mind praying us out of here? Actually, I was going to ask Michael if you wouldn't mind because I haven't heard him pray in a while. Oh, sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, I need to work on that. Uh, <laughs> I just don't prey on life usually. You know, I don't want to lose my my stars. Oh, <laughs> my uh, my jewels and my crown. But all right, well, Lord Jesus, we thank you for this this time in the man cave, yeah. the iron man cave, and the the let's get jacked up man cave, and the spirit wars man cave, and all of our friends. And we lift up all the the subjects, the people that were mentioned. We put it all in your hands. Mm-hmm. We thank you that you are in control of all this stuff. So if anybody's got anxiety or they're freaking out, that you would just remind everyone of your sovereignty, your lordship. And I ask for that everybody to be able to sleep well tonight, for the demons to all be burned in the lake of fire and thrown into the abyss, and for us to just experience your peace and your grace, and for there to be a thousand more let's get jacked up episodes <laughs> this coming year and for yes. there to be a hundred million awesome guests that we'll be able to reach just just the people that we would have never thought that that trump and and future trumps would get involved with this circle mm. and maybe i'm prophesying but i believe that this movement of fringe christianity will reach the top and fun show thing but that this will become the narrative and that we will all recognize leadership in what we're doing as well as much fun as we have that this would also uh, we would understand the the importance the the responsibility that we carry in the name of jesus hallelujah amen god bless amen. you guys amen uh, thank you amen uh, well thank, thank you so much yeah. for uh, for praying us out we greatly appreciate that I want to thank our yeah, uh, guest, uh, counselor, Mark Breton. Thank you for uh, You're joining welcome. us. You're welcome. That'll be $20 on Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, <laughs> Yes. T- by the way, go ahead. Tell them where we could find you and all that. I know you have websites. Mine is thespiritforce.com, but we're all on FringeRadioNetwork.com. Yeah, and yes, uh, we are. Johnny, are, do you still have ironshow.com? Yeah, ironshow.com for our ancient recorded sessions, uh, studio sessions and live sessions going back 12 years now and uh, all the way back to Iron Show 1 uh, and uh, Fringe Radio Network is where you'll you'll see the link to Iron Show right at the top of the page. Just click on that. You can hear all the latest live sessions going back ah seven years probably so yeah that's and i'm iron show studio at gmail.com or fringe radio network at gmail.com that's right and when we we go live we are also on fringepanda.com you know that's on 24 hours seven days a week isn't it johnny yeah, except for right now, it's broken. Oh, I have to fix it. Never mind. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> there is no panda episode tonight. Oh, okay. So. Well, never oh. mind. <laughs> but panda is like Helm's Deep for when they shut everything down. We've got the panda. Right. Like, there's no That's way they're going to shut that down. Yes. You know why? Because it's actually run by a bunch of hamsters, so he just needs to feed them to get them going again. <laughs> That's it. Dude, you figured it out. That's my technology. Hamster technology. I'm call him the truth. <laughs> That's how we keep running when the whole internet gets shut down, because we run on hamsters. That's 
<laughs> hamster power. Remember to feed them. I think they're dead on the hamster wheel. I need to like replace them and then feed the new ones. Yes. You know, you can switch the ferrets. They're a little bit more economical. <laughs> How about like a Tasmanian devil? That would really do that go. would be it. <laughs> Yeah, or a honey badger, but you just got to be careful when you feed those guys. Ooh, honey, badger, uh, yeah. honey badger don't care. Honey badger don't give a frick. <laughs> That's right. I love that. That's so funny. All right, boys. Well, it's time for me. I'm I'm expired. I'm turning into a pumpkin right, right. now. So, uh, and I still have work to do for my actual job. So, yeah. I'm gonna oh. go ahead. <laughs> pumpkin right, yeah. work. He's done. Yeah. I, I have about uh, four hours of video editing to oh. do. Oh. oh dear. Well, with that, yeah, it's cool. that be fun. Morning, so. With that, yeah, everybody, be good. in this world, but not of this be world. Eight thirty, so I'm good. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Good night. I love you all. <laughs> Remember to like and follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Let's Get Jacked Up. Check out our website at letsgetjackedup.com. Listen and download our episodes from our website, the Spreaker app, and of course at fringeradionetwork.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.